You are about to witness history in the making. guys welcome to another pop culture gamers podcast i'm your host for this evening steve and of course with me is hayden how you doing i'm doing great thanks mate how are you very sweaty again and uh, it's great weather when you can do something but i'm on call at the moment so it's been a bit of a sit in the house weekend for me Mm. and uh yeah as much as i'd like to go out my knee's been playing up so i feel like a, a train wreck at the minute yeah but never mind. It's um, it's how we live sometimes. Um, this week we just move quickly on then because I say it's friggin' hot and I don't want to sit in here and melt all day long. Um, mm. This week for me, not a lot really going on. I did pick up my seven-inch Superman picture disc from eBay, and yes, I saw your videos about that. Yeah, and gave it a bit of a clean, and it sounds pretty good considering. Mm. And and I did have a, I did originally have that disc back in '78, so that's 40 years old now, I think. So how do you clean them? Uh, I've got because uh, presumably you don't get you know like a, a nail brush and a bit of. I don't. Soap. Yeah, I don't use Brillo pads. I don't use a dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some cleaning kit for vinyl. All right. Okay. It's like the square on stuff. It's got the um, yeah. It's uh yeah, it's a concentrated stuff that you can you sort of spray on it and you wipe it with with a, with a dirty rag, clean rag. Then you put it up, stand it upright in a little uh little stand to let it just dissipate all the all the alcohol and that off it. And uh, yeah, does wonders. But uh, yeah, that mm. was all right. Um, I must admit, I've always wondered whether or not steam cleaning would do it as well, or whether it would actually damage the vinyl. I suppose it'd warp it, wouldn't it? Well, the heat may well do, wouldn't it? Well, yeah, but I suppose it's how resistant the vinyl is, isn't mm. it, really? But, you know, you want something that can get into those little yeah. grooves. There is something you can get, which is, um, if you've ever seen it, it's like a, a rotisserie where it's an upright stand. You slot the vinyl in with the liquid in the bottom and it then the vinyl moves around mm. and it sort of cleans it. I wouldn't, I don't fancy that, but just doing it the way I do it, I'm, I'm quite happy with that, to be honest. I haven't really, my vinyl isn't that bad. I mean, I did pick up a couple of second-hand ones quite a while ago, which I gave a good clean, and that did make a difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's all right. And obviously, my, my YouTube channel is now actually my gamertag. I've actually been able to change it. So it's just Steve007, so that's all right. So that makes it more round off and everything else. Yes, yeah, certainly does, because mine would only for some reason allow me to actually use my name, which has always really frustrated me because <laughs> I wanted my gamer tag. Yeah. But there you go. But uh, Yeah. Uh, what else? We're going to go and see Black Eyed Peas in October. So it's another another band to go and see. So mm-hmm. we'll be busy through October to December for that. Um, the last thing is really is a, is a little bit of, um, I'm going to give a shout out to Peter, the Wel- Peter the Welshman, I'm going to call him. And what happened is I noticed my Sky had started to go up in price. Mm-hmm. So I paid off this month, which is a bit over than normal. And I then looked at, you can look at your future payments. And it was, okay. a, next month was £139. That's a lot of money. 
That's I thought, an awful lot of money. What the friggin' heck's going on here? So I, I gave gave him a ring, and it was about half seven. It said, you know, 20-minute wait, but luckily enough, I got through to the guy. And basically, all my deals had run out from the 18 months. So I said, what can you do? Because there's no way I'm paying that. I'd rather just check it in, to be honest. He said, let me see what I can do. I'll talk to my manager. So we were turning and frame with what, what calculations he could do. And we got it back down for six months to £89. So That's not bad. That's not bad at all. That's for everything. That's be, be broadband, telephone, movies. Because you have um, sports as well, don't you? Yeah. Every, uh, whatever Sky I've got, I've got the lot, basically. Mm. So for, for and that, so you think that the the bill for the phone's about forty quid. So you know you look at that that way. I mean, you're paying like fifty quid for Sky. Yeah, so, that's not bad. So. That's not bad at all. But um, I must admit, you know, me, I only have, actually have the entertainment channel because I prefer to use like Netflix or whatever than no, than well, Sky yeah. movies. I mean, Netflix is okay for older movies, mm. uh, but Sky, for example, as say later on, or I talk about the Justice League, which that came up on Sky this Friday for the weekend. And that was in that's a, in a ultra high definition. So I did watch that um, last night. But yeah, I, Sky's all right. I just need to keep a tag on that. So in six months' time, I've got to do that all over again. Yeah. And see what they can do for me. Um, just wait and see, really, to be honest. Mm. So um, yeah, that, that's about it, really. Unless, unless anything else pops into my brain later on. Um what I will say is, though, the way they did the deals, I think one of the the way they shuffle stuff around, um, box sets, for example, for me, is only seven quid a month for yeah. box sets, where I think that's a damn sight more for a lot of people. But it was just a bit of jiggery-pokery on some to, to between some of the others that, to get it to the right price. But mm. he did say in two weeks' time, he'll let me know, because at the moment it's still not set up cro- correctly on my account. Yeah. said he's on lolly for two weeks, so I'd have to maybe phone him back and just double-check that's all all right. Mm. And I had a le- I had an email from Sky as well this week saying that because I'm a loyal customer, I've got an extra channel, a special one, and it's called VI... It's called... Uh, how do I put it? It's Sky Atlantic VIP. So all the shows you normally get to watch on Sky Atlantic, I get to watch them early before they're released. <laughs> I mean, I know that you get a lot more products, but I've been with Sky since, what, 98? Mm-hmm. And I haven't got that. But yet I'm a black member on the VIP, on the yeah. MySky VIP. Yeah, because... So how does that work? How do they work this out? Because they're giving different treatment to different people. Yeah, they are. I mean... And it's stupid. Are you, so you're, 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 you're the top... Actually, you know, if you look at that Sky app we've got now, which I've still never won anything on it, or even the draws or the football. I, I've actually, because the football season starts next weekend, so I've actually gone into the ballot for some tickets to see Spurs play Man United. Yeah. And I won't win. Not a chance in now because I'm, I'm only at, like, I've just turned gold. So really the better deals and the people that I think win are more people like that are on the, on the, you know, the top, top tier, which I think is black anyway, isn't it? Mm. But, you know, we'll, we'll see on that, you know, whatever. <laughs> so, um, so what about yourself? How's your week been? Well, it's been the first week of my two-week annual leave, and I must admit, because of just the way that the week has sort of fallen and what's happened during the week, I really don't feel like I've had a week off. Mm. It feels like, at the best, an extended weekend. Um 
basically because my wife was away with my son um, at the end of last weekend, yeah. so when we recorded, <clears throat> and then came back on Monday, and then Tuesday just flew ba- past so quickly, and then on Wednesday I went to Wales to Clenethley uh, well, yeah. for um, a funeral, and then came back on the Thursday. So it was sort of like, if you know what I mean, because of all of the the traveling and everybody being in different places or whatever, just hasn't felt like a week off, mm. which is kind of like a bit of a, you know, bummer, really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because it's, a, you know, like that's half of my holiday gone and, you know, not really done anything that I wanted to do because I've still got um, a patio to lay and I've still got a shed to build. Yeah, so stop. <laughs> Getting them achievements and start doing outside stuff. Oh, to be honest, it's too hot to work outside. I can't be bothered. I'm hoping, I'm hoping by the later part of next week, it's supposed to get um, a lot cooler. So I'm sort of intending on looking at doing something then. Mm-hmm. But um, so that that's basically been it. I mean, I um, did stop in a, a Marston's hotel when I was down uh, in Wales. And had excellent internet connection. Can't fault it. It was nice and quick. I could have recorded a show from it. Yeah, because you asked, cause you were, weren't you playing Destiny? I was, yeah. I took my gaming laptop so that I could um, have a bit of a game of stuff. But to be honest, I just I couldn't. It, it kind of felt a bit weird sat playing in it. And, I, you know, I did play it for a bit, but um, I had a look at some of the new um, stuff that's come on for the moments of triumph or mm. whatever the season's called this time. I can't remember. <coughs> oh yeah. We'll talk about that later. I'll put a little bit in there about that. Cause I've been on that all. I've been on destiny most of the week, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Somehow I had a feeling that you would be, to be and, honest. And I, I, I know I'm, that you have been. I know I was in it all afternoon as well. And oh, I've, very nice. I've really thoroughly enjoyed myself. Oh, I, I, I wish I could have done, you know, I was just kind of like, Send my wife off somewhere, but she I have, doesn't have it. Yeah, and I have saved, I have saved the treasure hunting for us to do later. So, oh, cool. So I haven't done that. I've just been doing other stuff. But, um, um, well, I must admit, I was on Destiny until about half past three this morning. <laughs> so I feel. I saw you. I saw you come on. I was about to go to bed, and I thought, well, because I, I think I don't know what I was on at the time. You might have seen me on. Um, might have been a certain train simulation just before I went to bed. Yes, I did see it. Didn't you get my message? No, I didn't see it, no. <laughs> I, I sent you that? a message. <laughs> I, sent, I sent you a message saying, train simulator, are you serious when you've got so much to do in Destiny? <laughs> well, it was just I was winding down, and um, I want to talk about the DLC that I've got. <laughs> oh, my God. There's no hope for you. There really isn't. No, but I need an I like trains. At least I get to drive a train in 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 New York, <laughs> which I'll mention later. But yeah, okay. Well, we'll have a listen to that later on. Yeah. Um. Also, if you remember, I mentioned about the fact that my elite controller, the rubber, had started coming off. Yeah. Um. Well, I fixed it because I got the uh, scuff um kit. For the Xbox One Elite, yeah, you haven't shown me the yeah, pictures yet, have you? I, I haven't had a chance well, to watch the video, but um... I haven't had a chance to edit the video, to be quite honest, and that's the reason why. So I'm sort of intending on doing that um, this week yeah. and getting it uploaded. But also, um, I've also um, had a play with my Ouya. Oh, the Android game, mobile game thingy. 
no, the the Android console. Yeah, Android. Not mobile yes, game. It's thing. a mobile game console. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, I've done a couple of unboxings, and in terms of the Elite, hmm. um, actually, you know, shown <coughs> how to do it. Although I had to admit, I had to take the uh, thing off screen. Yeah. Because uh, just trying to prise off uh, that back paddle, that panel mm. was actually, it wasn't difficult, but it was difficult if you were trying to, you know, hold it in front of a, this, the hold in front of the camera and do it gingerly, you know, in the end, I just thought, oh, bugger it. So how do you, it. so silly question. So when you do your videos. Yeah. What do you use to record with? I use my iPad. Okay. And do you um, have that? I've, has that got a cover so you make a triangle so it will sit down as you do the? No, I have a tripod adapter to hold my iPad. Right. Okay. And th- basically, the reason why I, I do that is just because it's uh, quite easy to sort of set it up so that you know I can you know I've got a nice big representation of what I'm seeing on screen and whatever. No, no, I totally agree because since I've got my little tripod where I've been mucking around with that, so you've seen some different angle views that I've done with vinyl. Yeah. It's just the way I've been setting that up for different size, like for a seven inch vinyl, I wanted it really close. Mm-hmm. So you have to tweak around with the top end, spin this bit, move that bit to try and get that right on that angle you want. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's basically I do exactly the same stuff. And honestly, you should have seen the way I had it all jerry-rigged to do the two unboxing videos because for a change, I moved out of my living room and did it in my man cave. Mm. And I filmed it in front of my TV. Right. Which, of course, isn't, you know, it's like the 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 room is the width of a bed plus about two foot. So you may imagine it's not like a massively wide room. So you could swing a cat then, theoretically. Well, I could, but only in one, on one side. And you'd have blood <laughs> smears all the way around the walls. <laughs> yeah, basically. So um, what I did was uh, to just try and, you know, well, get the pop culture gamers bit in there. Yeah. I had my laptop connected to my tv to project pop culture games in the background <laughs> so you'll see what i mean when i no, know, when I've you know what because it. it's funny because the other day i was thinking when i do a like do a camera shot say like when we're gonna do a recording one evening yeah i'll have my yeti mic there with the pc the the, the, the screen that the, the, the um the picture we got for pop culture gaming isn't very detailed so you can't mm-hmm. really blow it up to the full size of your your screen on your monitor Mm-hmm. That would be handy because well, that, that that's the graphic you've got. Because don't forget, I created the graphic, so I've got various different versions. So of you, it. so if you've got the right one, you want to send me the most detailed, biggest one I can have for a my monitor, just to put it as my screensaver or whatever. My, my one up upscaled very nicely to four K. I can tell you yeah. that because then I could have that in the background. Yeah, if I'm doing any screenshots or if I'm if I'm going to do something, then that can be there as well. I'll I'll drop all those pictures into our shared folder. So yeah. So a bit bit of admin there, folks. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I'll talk about the scuff uh, controller um, replacement, you know, mm. for the back uh, about that later on because it's uh, it's quite neat. But I'll leave the URL, let you watch the videos on that because I um, obviously I could have set up my capture card, but to be honest, I really could not be back, uh, asked about it. It was just hot. I was tired, and I thought I'm not. I, I can't be bothered with with doing that. So I just filmed it straight from the TV. Yeah. So you you know it's sort of like literally live as I was doing it. You were mm. getting my reactions, but I downloaded like a wipeout sort of clone. 
Okay. And played that, which uh, was quite interesting, actually. I mean, it looked like sort of somewhere between PlayStation 2 and 3 graphics, but it was all right. Mm. Um, And to be honest, it's not a bad little console. The only thing that's um, narked me a little bit is that they seem to have taken the app part of the store off, so I can't download Flixster, which is the main reason why I wanted it. No. (laughs) (laughs) So it might end up, yeah, because I'm not bothered about it as a games console, but I've always wanted to just have a try of one, so now I've I've scratched that itch. (laughs) You'll put it back in the box now, and that'd be it, you'd be done. Well, I'll probably probably just take it back to uh, Zex and get, um, you know, most of my money back on it because uh, they seem to be offering it for all right, you know. Yeah. But trading back, so they're not well, they don't have well. a big I mean, mark on it. Yeah, and then you can go and get another box set from Blu rays. <laughs> well, actually, I did because I got Heroes I know, exactly I, the I, same as what you did as what, well. I was, that's why I, know, I noticed it. I thought, oh, he's got the same box that I got. It's a good set, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I'll tell you what, though, it's in absolutely immaculate condition. Whoever's had it before has really mm. looked after it. Yeah. And that was sort of the thing that sort of tipped it for me, if you know what I mean. Because mm. I was look after you'd mentioned it, I thought, Do you know what, I'd really like that as well mm. as a show to watch. So I had a look on eBay, and it was like people saying good condition. And you were looking at the pictures and were thinking, yeah, I don't think that's what I would classify as good condition. Mm. This, I went in a sex in North Allerton today looked and i thought my god this looks brand new yeah i mean it was literally absolutely immaculate there was no scuffing or denting on the um corners or anything and i must admit they have the christopher reeve superman movies Mm. for uh, 12 pounds you know box set i tell you what i'm after and i I thought i might go back tomorrow because i've got some stuff to take back what's what's what which version of superman 2 is it i don't know it's it's the whatever is you know the uh, box uh, thing of them. Okay, because I really want the Donner cut again, mm. which I prefer actually. Yeah, if you remember that, um, I just preferred it, and it's right good that they had the some of the scenes they took out of the movie. They put them back in, which had test shots when they did the screen tests. Mm. So it seemed way out, way or way off the mark when suddenly you're watching a, a scene that doesn't look very well produced because they're actually screen tests. Yeah, which they did, and. Uh, it's well, just... it's it's also like the original Superman, where they did the, that director's cut that had those uh, extra bits in, where Superman goes into Lex Luthor's lair. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you're right. Mm. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, I, 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 I could do. There's another box that worth, worth worth. Well, I don't know about the box set. I mean, I've just downloaded actually. Funny enough, Superman the movie and Superman two because they got like a DC comic cinema channel at the moment. Yeah. So I downloaded um, a couple of those, and obviously movie for me this week was watching Justice League, which we'll talk yes. about later. Uh, I, I, do you know what? I, I do, I, as much as I, it's grief for a lot of people, well, well, I've I got some good things to say about it personally. I know it's a Yeah, but they, they all revolve around Wonder Woman. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't notice well, anything. In a, matter, in a matter of fact, it was actually an episode of Emmerdale that just happened to have Wonder Woman in it, and you just that was what you thought was Justice League. Yeah, she was, she was playing with the sheep, so that was enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'll tell you what, it'd have been more entertaining than Justice League. <laughs> no, well, we'll say later. Um, I did actually. Is there anything else you want to talk about? I just remembered something, a couple of things. No, I think that's no. about it, really. Um, I did get an email from Amazon for another free Audible, so I've right, signed okay. up. So I've signed up for a free month, but I haven't bought my book yet, and I don't know what to get yet. 
So, mm-hmm. any ideas? Give me a shout because I do like the dramatization, the dramas they do. Well, why don't you get um, and another thing? The next one in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy because well, they've done a, done a radio show of that. I'll have to see if they're on there. It is because I've got it off there. Oh, did you? All oh, right, yeah. Have a look. Okay, because I was looking at I, I got one of the alien dramatizations and they're really good. Yeah, I must admit I'm waiting for my uh, next one to come come along and then I'm going to we'll probably get the alien one, to yeah. be quite honest with you. Because it's like listening to a movie. <laughs> it's really well produced, you know? Yeah. Um, but speaking of speaking of um, the heavens above, what I said last week, do you remember I said that I'm fed up with Star Wars and we want more Star Trek? Yes. Did you, You're not going to no, bust no, no, the news but Twitter, bit, are you? Well, I can't believe Twitter exploded last night like there was a supernova and you were nowhere to be seen for a while, I thought. Um, yeah. Where the um, friggin' heck were you when all this was going on last night? <laughs> well, you know, I, I was just at the after party. <laughs> yeah, well, in, Los, in Los Angeles. It's in Las yeah. Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, yeah. so save that for, for later. But uh, yeah, see, my prayers have been answered. All of our prayers have been answered. Oh yeah, absolutely. I even I even text Chris and that cheered him up. <laughs> you couldn't believe okay. it. Anyway, should we um swiftly move on to gaming? Yep, let's move on to gaming this week. No longer a dream, but a reality. Okay, so no real news. No, it's quiet sort of time really, isn't it? Yeah. A few little releases, so <clears throat> If I do releases, you can do the charts this time. So it's not, well, it's not a great deal there. So for the 2nd of the 8th, we've got This Is The Police 2 um, for PC from THQ. We have on the 3rd of the 8th, we've got Hello Neighbor. Oh, that's on all PS4, Xbox One, Switch and PC from Gearbox. Overcooked 2, PS4, Xbox One and Switch from Team 17 on the 7th of the 8th. And on the 10th, I didn't realise it was that quick. We've got Madden NFL 19, all on everything other than the Switch from mm. EA, and We Happy Few is coming out. Yes, and it's sort of like now £10 million in order to buy the normal standard edition. I had a look at it the other day, funnily enough, but it hasn't really changed much, so I don't know if there's going to be a huge update that's going to... Well, or the, the game that you've got on your system, do you yeah, mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right, okay. Because it was, was a survival game then, wasn't it? But they're supposed to have changed it around I a think, lot. I think the survival bit is still in it, but it's just minimal if you want it. Yeah, I must admit, I'm not into games where survival elements are. But th- then again, you like that sort of thing, because you like Fallout. Yeah, but then Fallout is not the same. You don't have... I mean, you don't have to drink and eat too much in some of them, do you? You, no, it's whether you you can put those in the options and put it in the in the system of the game you're playing, and you can have it, you know, hardcore if you like. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, that's um, that's not far away now, is it? What, I don't even know what today is. That's a, that's how bad it's. Well, today got. is the fifth. It's five days time. So we're looking end of next week then. Mm. So anyway, what about the charts? Do you want to spin? Them? Okay. Uh, well, a lot of change in the charts uh, again, at least for. Um, for three of the positions. So at number five, we have Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Edition. Uh, at number four, we have God of War. At number three, we have The Crew. Number two, same as last week, Lego The Incredibles. And number one is still exactly the same, Crash Bandicoot, uh, Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. 
So I still think it, it shows it's that time of year when it's the summer holidays in those charts, apart from maybe God of War. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I think this to say there's a few games coming out in about in a good two or three weeks. So mm. even though we're what we're not even the middle of August yet, are we? So no. September's only around the corner. You mean Destiny the Forsaken's only around the corner? <laughs> yeah, I get Tomb Raider. Even though Tomb Raider's nearer, I don't think I'll be playing that for a bit. To be honest. To be honest, I'm going to have to still go back to Rise of the Tomb Raider. There is something about that game. I loved Tomb Raider the, mm. when it was released. I've played it on just about every format. No, sorry, correction, on every format yeah. that it's released on. But when it comes to Rise of the Tomb Raider, I just I can't get into it. And I know it's supposed to be an excellent game. It and is. I played it, is it for a few a, hours, <clears throat> but I just I can't. I just play it and I think, oh, I'm not bothered. Well, maybe it's just not the right time for you to play that game. Simple as that. What, since it's been released, it's never been right Well, no, <laughs> but it's the same for a lot of games, though. I mean, I haven't. I mean, there's a few games I haven't started playing that really should be playing, maybe. But it's like some games you'll play and think, why did I play it this late? I really enjoyed it, but it just weren't the right time to get dig it out because yeah. because there's so many other games that you may want to play. Mm. like Train Simulator, that you want <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It depends on your mood at the end of the day. I, I, I want to know what this Train Simulator's got, because if it's enough to take you away from Destiny, <laughs> all that I can suggest is that on the train that you were driving, it must have had Wonder Woman in it somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> now, that was my wind down after shooting enemies at, at one in the morning. <laughs> that was the yeah, idea. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's right, just to chill out. Choo-choo, you know, your way. <laughs> yeah, get your flask. Anyway. Get your cucumber sandwiches. <laughs> so, so uh, Xbox we mentioned last week. So this we week did. it's time for PlayStation. Woo-hoo. And uh, I don't know. I'll let you read these out because I'm not really enamoured by this one. Really? I'm, I'm surprised because I think this is, you know, they've uh, got a good selection here. Oh, okay, you can then brief me on what you think then. Cause... All right, so... August the 7th is when the PlayStation Plus games are released. And this month we have, for the PS4, Mafia 3, which is supposed to be a good title. I've still yet to play it, actually. Hmm. Uh, and then Dead by Daylight, which wasn't that sort of like a variation on Evolve. I don't know, to be honest. Why are you chatting away? I'm I, have a little it's look. one that I've, I've not played at hmm. all. But I've kind of like been quite intrigued by what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, at number also oh, number at, on the PS3, we have Bound by Flame, which I'm a bit mad about, uh, and also Serious Sam BFE, which uh, <coughs> okay. Serious Sam's a good a good game. Mm. Um, we also have on the PS Vita Draw Slasher and Space Hulk. So I think on the PS4 that doesn't seem too bad actually. So tell us what, what's Dead by Daylight, because neither of us have played it before. So Dead by Daylight is an, um, I can never say this before, but that's a dry mouth, asymmetric, asymmetric sorry, um, survival horror online multiplayer video game developed by the Behaviour Interactive and published by Starbreeze Studios. Its initial release was the 14th of June 2016. So this sounds like an online game only by the sounds of it. Probably is. So... Very similar to Friday the 13th, maybe. 
Which actually, I'd love to try that. <laughs> Just for sheer elements, see what it's like. I'm, I'm not. I'm. I'm actually looking at a picture of it actually, and it. It looks more. It, it doesn't. I, 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 doesn't look asymmetric to me, unless I'm looking at the wrong. Wrong thing. Yeah. Anyway, we'll find that out on the seventh. We certainly will. We certainly will. But I'll. Uh, I must admit, I'm kind of like quite looking forward to playing that because I haven't played it before. So, and mm. it's been one that I've seen the pictures. You know, the the poster work, as it mm. were. I yeah. thought, mm, wouldn't mind trying that, see what it's like. But I've never kind kind of uh, got round to actually doing any more digging around on it, really. So we shall have to see. Um, yeah, it looks more. It, Go on. <laughs> it, it it looks like a sort of horror kind of game. I'm, I think you should have should you just do a, a search on some of the images from it because I think it looks right up your street, to be honest. Okay. Well, I'll definitely download it anyway, so give it a spin, see what it's like. But uh, I'm always still going to, I'll still make make an effort to go on and you know see what ones are on there and just just have them in the library anyway, in case you do fancy playing them. Yeah, because if we typically, you know, you 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 think now I'm not bothered, and then you find it's a really good game and you didn't download it as, into your library. Yeah. So. Uh, also. Um... Not on that list, but I knew that there was one that was on there. Hmm. Uh, from August the 7th uh, through to October the 2nd, PS Plus members can also download Here They Lie for free for their PSVR system and experience a game where hmm. death is not a checkpoint. Um, explore a nightmarish city inhabited by strange and relevant creatures in the first-person horror game where unsettling encounters and environments come to life. So that sounds quite cool. Yeah, if you've got VR, that is. Have you played it for a while? I mean, again, I wouldn't want to play it in this heat. I think you'd be, you'd be sweating buckets putting that on your face, wouldn't you? I would have thought so, yeah. Uh, to be honest, I haven't played it for ages. It's one of those things that I keep looking at and think, I need to, um, you know, do something, mm. you know, about it. But I, I, never, I never just, I, I don't know, I think it's... Probably one of those things of it feels too much hassle to actually get that system up and running. Yeah. I know that I only have to plug it in and then stick it on my head and then sit in the middle of the room. But sometimes I just think, you know, I just want to turn on the console and then just get going. I know what you mean. It's um, it's a thing. It's, it's, it's a bit it's an expensive bit of kit to just sit there, though, isn't it? Yeah. The, there's another thing as well. Um I think PlayStation have really done well this month because um, if that's not also enough, you can also get Knowledge's Power as part of your PlayStation Plus membership from August the 7th through to the November the uh, 6th. <coughs> yeah. Uh, I was I kept wanting to say Sith. I know you were then. I just felt, I just, I thought, <laughs> no. give Star Wars a break, man. Come on. I know. November the 6th. Because actually, um, and I've I've actually got Knowledge's Power, and that's not not too bad. It's one of those ones, you know, where you uh, sync up your mobile phone or whatever right. and play it that way. Yeah, because I've got the one for the Xbox. Uh, well, see, it's on PlayStation, but I've got the other version of something similar, mm. as well as the other interactive games. Um, and the, the family love playing those at Christmas, so it'd be worth just picking that one up. I'll tell you what we should also do as well is try playing online with the Jackbox games because you can actually do that mm. um, because you don't need to be 
on screen to actually you're, you're in the room to see what's going on because it also projects it to your phone. Oh, does it? Oh, okay. Yeah. So we'll have a go at that they're one quite, day. Because they're quite popular, these Jackbox games, aren't they? Yeah, they, they are. I quite enjoy playing them. So, um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll have a go on that. It'll be a laugh. Mm, yeah, yeah. Be a laugh. <laughs> Okie doke. So, should we swiftly move on to what we've been playing this week? Yep. Okay, well, it's been a bit quiet, I think, even looking at your list as well, it's a little bit on the quiet side. Mm. Well, I haven't listed everything that I've played. <laughs> no. Well, I've only put it in just to fill some gaps anyway. But um, so the, really, my the, basically, this whole week has been more about destiny for me. Mm. I've stuck a few hours in and the missus says, well, here is that going on. <laughs> well, that's the gun I'm using. I'll change it and you'll hear a different noise if you like. <laughs> so yeah, you had a bit of a thing when I uh, when we started playing, didn't you? Because uh, the conversation went to your mobile. Uh, to your mobile. Yeah, can we explain what happened? So, so what happened is you invited me into the party, and I'd left my mobile with the app running, mm-hmm. and I could hear. I can't hear you. Can you hear me? And I'm looking. What's this little voice coming from? <laughs> and my app. So instead of connecting to my headset, it connected to the app. So therefore, I could hear you through the phone. Yes, which is uh, which is actually <clears throat> one of the um, improvements it did for the app, which is quite clear if you need it. Well, that um, has also been there on the PC for a while because we've taught sometimes when I didn't want to wear a headset mm. um, through the app on the PC because I've got my PC next to my PlayStation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, quality is pretty good though, wasn't it? To be honest, it wasn't bad. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. But um, but yeah, so. Solace of Heroes started um, this week, and um, what this is, this runs from now until the 31st of August, just before Forsaken starts, and this all links up with our game with Moments of Triumphs, which is kicked in, which is basically end of the year, you can go over some, some stuff that you've done within Destiny, you can earn um, some points to rack up. If you can clear the Moments of Triumphs, you can obviously pick up that t-shirt, which is if you was to buy it from Bundy, it would be like a thousand pound or something. But uh, you just got to, you got to. I mean, this is real for. I wouldn't say we're. Say if we said we were sort of hardcore, this is for the guys that do everything in in in, uh, in Destiny, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's for those people who play Crucible when they've done when they've done everything else in um, the day. But then again, we haven't. Had, you know, this. You know, it'd be nice to get to do the um, some of the other end end stuff, end game stuff like. Uh, the raid, the, the raid, but we've just not had enough people to go around. But, but it's it's quite good fun. I like the idea of giving us this new armor to play with, even though it's vastly underpowered. But it does improve because I did look into this. Yeah. So once, so you do the, you go, you go and see a core. You you do a mission. You get given all this armor, which is green armor. If you remember back in the day. When you first played Destiny, you just got green stuff, which wasn't very powered. Mm. And this gives you a power of about 270 when you're wearing all the armor. But what you have to do is each piece will have some quests attached to it. And once you've done all the quests on each piece of the armor, then it will change. I'm assuming now because it will change to another color and work its way up to exotic. Yeah. Um, I've cleared about two and a half pieces so far. Two or three pieces, I think I've done. Mm-hmm. But um, it's okay. I, whether or not we'll get done by the 31st of August, who knows? It'd well, be, it's 26 days, isn't it? So we've got time to do it. Um, I quite like it. 
And also in the middle of doing this, obviously you have you have the the, the moments of triumph, which where you've got these bounties, which you which you take, and you use those bounties to earn the points to pick up another ship, some other bits and pieces for for your character. And exotics are dropping like flies now, aren't they? Yeah, I even got one from just for tr- taking all the trash in. But <laughs> what, you know, go on, you say it if you want. <laughs> no, I'm not going to say it. Um, but um, also uh, legendaries as well, because well, I mean, I've been just deleting led, uh, you know, legendary gear after legendary gear out of my uh, my in- inventory. Well, it's now recently. Up to th- it's now up to three hundred, isn't it? So they've given us a, a bit of a sized vault to play with. Yeah, but if you you know, I've been um, doing it and then going to where Zer and you know mm. cashing in all of that so that I can catch up on some of my exotics because I think is it thirty four you have to have or something or twenty four some something like that wasn't it? Um, and I'm two off now. But when we started on the moments of triumph mm. and when I started, which was what Friday. Yeah. Um I was sort of like fifteen off. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I've been working it somewhat. Yeah, yeah. Getting exotics. Because also you get exotics when you complete all of the um adventures, don't you? On um, world. I'm on not, some of them. Maybe some of them, but what you can do is if you if you save up your shards and go to Zur, he will yeah, gar- he will but he will guarantee an exotic you don't have. Where yeah, normally, for ninety nine. Yeah, that's all right. I I get that a week easy. Yeah, so do I. But it's worth it's worth trying to aim for that. I mean, at the moment, I need to clear out my vault again now because I've got like three, four, or five of the same. Where I've got my early, I've got one weapon there where it might have an early three fifty, but now I'm up to three seventy. So I just delete a few of those or use some of those to upgrade some other bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I did do this afternoon, I was actually. I was doing some strikes, and at the same time, I was earning some of the some of the the bits I needed for my um, getting all the weapons from one of the other DLCs earlier in the year. Yeah, on the on the on the uh, on the weapons that you can build, which is on um, Mercury, if you remember mm. rightly. And so I think I've got about two or th- two or three. I, I did two this afternoon because I had so much stuff in there. I was able to. to put the stuff into the box to, to convert it, and then I was actually making the weapon, forging that. So I think I've maybe got two or three to do now. I'm nearly at the end of that. Mm-hmm. But they're dropping at 270 for me at the moment as well, which is really handy because that's my sort of drop-off point at the moment. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I really I just had some real good fun. I did a cut, did some heroic strikes this afternoon. Uh, just had a good blast with it. It's just been a long time since I've done that. It it's quite nice to be able to go back to Destiny and actually have stuff to do that you want to do. And as it were. Uh, there's something else that I haven't I noticed that's just come in. I don't know if you noticed this or not. They brought bounties back. Do you remember yes. back in the day? Oh yes, I do. So but where do you, you pick them up? Well if you go to Zavala, for example, he's got about seven or eight bounties. Some of them there say is for doing with strikes and bits and pieces. Yes. So pop it, have a look at Zavali, you'll see a nice set of bounties. We have to do so many of those bounties, don't you, for um, upgrading your armour? Um, I don't know about for the um, Solis armour. I'm sure um, you do. I'm sure you do if you look. 
I don't think so. But anyway, we'll have a look. I'm, I'm probably going to have another look tonight after dinner. Mm. So uh, get back on that. So something else I got, actually, which I had a little quick sneaky look at because I already own this. And back compat, the Silent Hill HD collection come available. So that contains Silent Hill 2 and 3. Yeah. So I've downloaded that, started the first, the second one again. I, I did love the first one, I must admit. I really enjoyed that. And I did complete the second one back in the day. Uh, so I had a little look at that. The controls are a bit janky because they're old school. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. I don't, I don't mind. You get used to it and you play it. So I will have a look at that. Um, no Man's Sky. So I'm finally off the planet <laughs> at last. Yes. Yeah. Thanks to a little help from my friends, as it were. Yes, to those that have played it before. And, I, you know, I think I could get knee-deep in this game. I don't know. I, I go and work all that through and help you out right the way through it. You don't even give me the recognition, man. Come on. <laughs> well, you told me what to do, because as I say, the, the, the schematics of how this game works with tutorials is as diabolical as anything there is. Yeah, they, they, they could have done more with the tutorials. I think they could have been a bit more like Destiny, how they how, how they would sort of move you forward. I wouldn't exactly say that Destiny was the best way of doing tutorials, though, to be fair. No, well, it, you go to A to B to C to D to do this, to do that, to click this, to click that. Yeah. That works fine. Yeah, but that that's not on that sort of story campaign kind of thing, whereas this is completely different. There is a, a single-player campaign in there, mm. but it's not... It's more something that kind of evolves when you stumble across it, right? You know, we, and there are plenty of opportunities for you to stumble across it because it's a, it's the Atlas quest. Yeah, but it, it's not like Destiny, where the whole point is that you have that story and that's what you're supposed to do. No, no. But I, so, I think it's, I think I think it's getting a lot of praise at the moment. From I'm listening to a few podcasts. And especially from the Xbox side of things, obviously, because it's the first time they've seen we've seen it. Yeah, it's really good. I think I've really well, well improved. Again, oh, it, I, it's, it's, I it's, think for what it it used to be to what it is now, it's playing it originally. It's sort of like when you played it on the PlayStation, you were almost beta testing it. <coughs> yeah, yeah, it's like um, it's you know, to, to make sure it worked. And they've developed it over time, but the way that Sony threw them under the bus. Yeah, well, it's a bit naughty, really. Yeah. But yeah, again, it's like the way, you know, if someone went to Destiny 2 now, from the way when it started, do you think, my God, there's so much to do? Mm-hmm. Same, you know, I'm sure maybe that the um, <clears throat> certain pirate game from Microsoft might be similar now. I don't know. I've not got back to that. But, you know, some of these games are sort of building in the background and they're they're always adding stuff to it. To yeah. improve it, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's really good. So, quickly, the last thing I've been playing was Train Sim World. I did have the Founders Edition, but for a marginal price, I could pick up the DLC. Um, obviously, the the Founders Edition gives you the Great Western Express route, which is which is Paddington through to Red Intox and all that, mm-hmm. which I know very well anyway. But with the with the new trains you download, you get to you get to drive on the line in New York, which would be pretty cool to see that because they're very well represented in in the graphics of, of what there is. As much as I know the Great Western line very well, it is yeah. exactly as it is. If I actually sit on a real train and dr- went on it to go to Paddington, it's, it's identical. It's not real time, though, is it? Yeah. Oh, no. Um, maybe on the fast train it is. 
I don't know. I, you know, I'm not too sure. I'll look into that. Anyway, uh, so you got you've got this. You got a couple of trains there for the New York line, and also you've got another one there for um, for Leipzig. And I can't think where that is now. I should have I should have looked it up. Mm. But yeah, I, I quite enjoy that. And there's an extra 200 G on the DLC as well. So I'm halfway through the achievements with that. <laughs> <laughs> that might get you get you stirring your juices. <laughs> what the you're gonna get two hundred gamer score. <laughs> you you do you do know that I'd do that while sat on the toilet. <laughs> I know, and a lot of us will say that you yeah, you're just so anal, literally. Anyway. So that's all I've been really doing this much. It's not not a great deal to say, it's that time of year. But uh, but yeah, really enjoy. I'd really say the bulk of this this week and probably maybe next week is going to be Destiny. I think. Mm, I think it's probably going to be similar for myself as yeah. well. So what? So other than Destiny, what you've been playing? I see that Rare Replay sitting in there. Yeah, I decided to go back to that, seeing as that. Um, well, to be honest, one of our listeners, Nicky. Hello, Nicky. He was saying, "Oh, easy gamer score." And I thought, I don't remember it being that easy, if you know what I mean, because it was the work. He showed. Uh, a video of um you know one of the microsoft you know um xbox um team you know getting achievements or whatever about you know yeah. the easiest things to do and yeah there are some because you get achievements for like literally loading a game yeah so yeah. you know out of out of it but then there are some other ones uh, in there and when i first played it i played it and i thought oh god i hate games you know th- th- these old games now because they were needlessly too hard. But the reason why they were so hard was just because, well, it was to make sure that you kept playing them because otherwise you complete them in about 20 minutes. So um, I started playing Jetman and a bit of, you know, nostalgia, as it were. But um, I, nev- I never realised this, but they've got an LT button. So left trigger, and that do- does takes you back in time. So if you die... You just hold LT down and it rewinds it so you can avoid dying. Remind me, it's Rare Replay with all the... Yeah, um, is it 14,000 gamer score or something or other like that? Because you got, like, I'm trying to... You've got, I can't think what the games are now, blimey. Um, you got, Jetman, Sabre Wolf, all of those sort of old classic games, but also Banjo-Kazooie, um, Perfect Dark... Yeah, because I, de- I, I did. I, I, didn't you get that the same way I did about a year ago with Microsoft? No, for- I actually had it on disc, but oh, it, did- it was given away last year. Last year, yeah, and that's how I got it. And because uh, uh, it was for watching um, them on what you call it on um, E3, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, but interestingly enough, the one that they gave away this time is still on, pr- um, you know, pre-order. So you can't, like, can't actually play it yet. Oh, really? Yeah. If you look, it'll be that sat there uh, in your inventory, mm. but you can't actually play it. Oh, I didn't know that, because obviously when you download all those games and want it, that will um, split your hard drive up a bit, won't it? Yeah, somewhat. So on the Rare Replay, mm. uh, there is Jetpack, Jetpack Refuel, Cam- uh, Cameo, Perfect Dark, Banjo, Tui, Viva Pinata Trouble in Paradise, um, Banjo Kazooie. See what else is there? Um, this, 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 Perfect Dark Zero. 
Yeah. Um, and a whole load of uh, other games that are on there as well, to be honest. Far too many to mention, otherwise I'd be just reading a list for the rest of the show. <laughs> but there's, there is a, a heck of a lot of games um, on that. You know, It's amazing. There's uh, 30 rare classics. Mm-hmm. Um, that are actually on, you know, on that um, on that game, which is amazing when you you know when you think about it. You know, thirty games, and it was what twenty quid when it was uh, first out. I think you can pick it up for two quid now, but you know, like um, yeah, because you got this. I think there's, there's two Viva Pinata games. There's, there's Trouble in Paradise as well as the original Battletoads, Battletoads Arcade, Arcade Blast Corps, Cobra Triangle, Conker's Bad Fur Day. Diggity Rock, Grabbed by the Ghoulies, yeah. <laughs> Gunfright, Jet Force Gemini, yeah, look, look, you know, um, Night Night Law, Lunar Jetman, yeah, there's there's absolutely loads. Solar Jetman, I did like Jetpack Refueled actually. Yeah, I liked the music in that as well because I had it on my phone for a while. Mm. Very much, that was really good. Um, but yeah, that's it's you know it's, it's a great kids one to have. It is, it is definitely. Um, so yeah, I just thought I'll stick it on. I'll give it a bit of a go. Earned about probably about two hundred gamer score in this period of about an hour and a half. Yeah, because um, it it does give it out quite easily. To be fair, um, but yeah, it's it was quite nice going back and you know reminiscing about some of the old classic games and thinking, thank God I don't play these anymore. Well, do you know what? What's your favourite rare replay game? I've got, a, I've got a favourite, absolute favourite. Um, I don't, I don't know to be quite honest. Uh, which ones? I quite like the Viva Pinata games when they came out, mm. but also the classic. You know, you can't get better than the classic Jetman or Jetpack rather. Mine, my favourite. If I remember right, it was a launch title for the 360. Do you know what that is? Was it Viva Pinata? No, it was Cameo. Oh yeah, Cameo. Yeah, and that is such a good game. I never got into it. No, I completely. I love playing that. It yeah. Really went cameo went, elements of power. <clears throat> yeah, fantastic looking game for the time. Yeah, and Perfect uh, Dark was uh, that game where, or Perfect Dark Zero was a game where you played it for the whole thing and you got like five gamer score for completing the campaign. <laughs> <laughs> because Excuse most me, of yeah. the achievements were all to do with multiplayer that nobody played. Mm. That's right. It was. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's not a bad collection at all. Like I said, you can pick it up for a couple of quid, you know, from um, second-hand places nowadays. It doesn't cost a lot no. to pick it up at all. I would certainly not buy it from the store, to be quite honest with you, unless you really, really, really love your retro games and you don't want to go down to shops. Um, well, I can, yeah. see, I can see it brand brand new and sealed um, on eBay, £1.20. <laughs> there you go. That's, That's a, not to say that it's bad, because it's not. No. It's a good collection. And there's lots of other things as well. that They've got some sort of like hidden, well, not so much hidden, but there's like snapshots where you've got to do certain things. So, for example, on uh, Jetpack, you've got to build and refuel your spaceship within 60 seconds and take off or um, wrap around the screen five times. 
which is harder than it sounds sometimes. Yeah. Actually, I mean, you can. I mean, sorry, some people are asking like to buy it now for fourteen ninety nine, but that's still a good price theoretically for what's on. Well, there. yeah, it's cheaper than what it was when it was originally released, and you've got loads of games on there as well, and there's also videos and stuff like that in it as well that you can unlock and watch. Because and, I like, you know I, concept art and that. I like the the back end of it. So where you, you could just maybe start one of the games if you want. If you start Rare Replay, yeah, you go into their menu system on that, and you walk into the different areas to, to pick out a game, and there's extra bits to look at and stuff like that. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a real celebration of what Rare have done over the years. Because to me, I always see when I whenever I hear Rare, I don't think of them as being a really old company, but They've been around for donkey's years. Yeah, they gave us the avatars, remember? Mm. So, so yeah. Okay, anything else? Yes, Stardust Galaxy Warriors Stellar Climax. Okay, you, I would do actually um, alleviate what that one is, because I've, yeah. I've not heard of it, that one. Um, I, I don't <clears> even know how I got hold of this. It will either have been like a, a giveaway game or um, from, you know, on uh, you know one of the alternative ones on gold or it was really cheap one day in the sale and I thought oh I'll just pick that up and see what it's like later on mm. <laughs> I don't remember where I picked it up from to be honest it was one of those two um, but basically it's a side scrolling uh, couch co-op for one to four players mm-hmm. um, and it mixes up the sort of shoot 'em up genre with the combat brawler kind of genre yeah as well so imagine you know you're flying through space or whatever um and there you've got um different characters to choose from because you play a mech and there is about five mechs to choose from and you can have four play at once so there's um 49 different unique weapon combinations that are within the game in addition to the upgrades power-ups and defenses Mm. which uh you know, you can upgrade as you're going along every time that you reach the end of a stage or, a, you know, a, a stage in a level, then you can do an upgrade and there's upgrades on the fly and stuff like that. Um, it, it's really, you know, a bit, it's a kind of like a, a classic kind of shooter, you know, horizontal scrolling shooter. Yeah. Um, there's 10 levels in the whole of the campaign mm-hmm. uh, as well. And different game modes. So there's the campaign mode, there's a gauntlet mode, there's endless mode, there's a new game plus mode and more in there as well. And it's just a really enjoyable side-scrolling shooter, you know, but um, for when things come too close, your mech has this sword that it can sweep and kill things with as well. So... Yeah, just it was one of those sort of like daft games. I thought I haven't actually ever played that. I'll have a go at that, and then, you know, I'll just stick it on. And ended up going and doing all ten levels all in, all at once, sort of thing. Okay, um, but uh, yeah, it's it's enjoyable. You know, certainly if uh, you can see it for a couple of quid, it's well worth uh, picking up and having a bit of a go. And I think it's on all formats as well. So I don't think it's an exclusive in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, yeah, okay. But yeah, not bad, not bad at all. Um, and my last game this uh, week is Dangerous Golf. Um, I picked this up on the PS4. Oh, okay. I think I got this on the Xbox. I think. Yeah, I think you have. 
Is this where um, you, 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 it's like an arcade version of golf in a room where you have to whack the ball and it goes round everywhere, breaking plates and stuff like that. That's right. And then you get a smash breaker when you um, hit so so many, or you break so many objects. And then that gives you the ability to control the movement of your ball mm. uh, to some sort of extent. Um, some levels have obstacles that you've got to avoid, like, for example, you know, you can't land on a certain part of the floor or in one uh, room, which is a kitchen, there's a cake in the middle of the room and you're not allowed to disturb that in any way, shape or form. If you do, that's ultimate disqualification of that, you know, that attempt. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's also um, some, well, each each level has so many different cards that come up and they're always set exactly the same. Yeah. So, um, for example, you can have um, money pots as well. So if you pot the ball into one of the holes, which happens to be, um, you know, like a, a bronze, silver, gold or a platinum money pot, then you get more money for doing that level and you can do sh- what if you if you sink into one of those holes if it's available on that level then you can go to the other ones and just keep taking extra shots but otherwise you basically you get two shots you get your initial shot where you've got to get your smash break mm. and then you can control the ball until it stops <clears throat> and then your other one is you have to get it you know the ball putted in your second shot so that that's the way that the game plays unless you go into these money holes. And obviously the other thing that it does is it totals up your scores and then compares you to your friends. So it then gives you a leaderboard of how you've done in comparison to other people. Yeah. Um, and also in order to complete a level, you um, bronze, silver or gold it as well. So depending upon what your score is, you get a different value depending upon how complicated that you do it. Mm. And, you know, you can have explosions and all sorts of things that, you know, you get bonuses if there's a phone ringing in the room for knocking the receiver off. Um, or if you're at the garage level for exploding the uh, fuel pumps and things like that. Um, if you're in, like, the the posh house, you get different things like smashing vases, um, hitting a number, you know, you have one level you have to hit four pianos that are in a room, which is quite hard to do, and you have to get a smash break in order to get the control of the ball in order to be able to hit the five pianos because you're not going to do that in one shot otherwise. You get bonuses for ricocheting off a wall and yeah. then hitting and doing more smashes and things like that. So there's lots of ways that you can inflate your scores and sometimes when you look at the scores that people have got you think how on earth have they done that that is a fluke that is not in any way shape or form a natural thing for them to have been able to do Mm. um but yeah i I think uh, i did get one pot which had like five ricochets off walls before it actually potted into the hole (laughs) (laughs) so that gives you a mega bonus at the Mm. end of the level uh, because you know you've managed to achieve that, and then there are different different levels have different sort of hidden objectives as well. Like um, there's like a a bottle, a sauce bottle, or something in each level that's hidden, and you get um, a smash bonus if you actually do that. Or there's other sort of smash bonuses where, uh, for example, on a level where there's paint, if you knock certain paint over. 
um, it'll splash onto pictures that are on the wall or sitting on the floor, you know, leaned against the wall. And if you cover the pi- the picture with that, then you get a special sort of like photograph bonus for doing that se- you know, secret hidden objective within that level as well. Mm. So there's lots of different things to do. And, you know, it, it gives that replayability to be honest and there's lots of you know loads of different areas to actually go in you go you can go into the same room several different times because you're doing different tournaments but once you know you once you've completed that those areas you've you know you've you've done with those areas as it were you can only just improve your score uh, then but um the idea is to go through all of the, through all these different daft uh, golf tournaments um, what the example I was giving you about the paintbrush is another one very early when you start off mm. is you're in a room where there's a load of champagne flutes. That I, are, I remember that bit. I don't know. Yeah. I, I didn't get very far in this game. I got bored very quickly. Yeah. Well, what you've got to do on that level is if you move the camera around when you first start, yeah. you'll see that there are champagne bottles lying on the side pointing at the... Um, champagne flutes and if you do your shot so that you hit the champagne bottles that mm. bursts the corks and the corks fire and then they knock over the champagne flutes and you get a bonus <coughs> for doing that okay so there's, there's all sorts of different things in the game like that so it's just quite enjoyable and to be honest it was £4.95 on the Playstation store and I thought oh, I quite fancy having a go on it I'll, I'll do that yeah so and isn't it by criterion as well if i remember rightly uh i think it is yeah because they gave us crash mode in burnout burnout paradise in a matter of fact yeah and wasn't it burnout revenge that wasn't in there yeah. as well and they they did they had there was one 360 title which was just called crash which is a top down yes idea as well do you remember that one yes i do which if that ever comes back to back compare i own that game so that would be good <laughs> <laughs> Um, but actually, the developer was uh, Three Fields Entertainment, sorry. Mm, okay. But it was Criterion Games. Uh, it was uh, formed by former Criterion Games founder and developers, uh, Fiona Sperry and Alex Ward. So it, it wasn't actually Criterion, but it was some, you know, the founders of it who actually wrote the game. But, I mean, it looks really nice as well. The environment's really well detailed. Mm. Um it's got good physics in it. There's nothing quite so satisfying as when you're watching this, uh, you know, tower of whatever, just very slowly gravity starts to take hold and then all of a sudden it all comes crashing down and up in your bonus. Yeah. So I might actually go back and have a look at that game. I, th- I think <clears throat> you should because it is actually quite entertaining, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I've got it on all formats now. Mm. But... Uh, yeah, it's not a bad game. Not a bad game at all. Uh, yeah, really enjoyed it. So, and cool. to be honest, that's really my gaming this week. Like I said, because I've been away, um, and most of the time I've been playing, I've been playing Destiny. Um, I haven't had uh, that much. I have done a bit of No Man's Sky. Mm. Not a great deal. I did actually think when I was away, shall I do a bit of No Man's Sky? And then I ended up not doing it for whatever reason. Yeah. But, um, you know, I ended up playing Destiny 2, which, my God, it was harder on my laptop. <laughs> I'm all right when it's a normal keyboard, but when it's a laptop keyboard, yeah, 
it's not quite the same because you don't have the depth in the fe- in the um in the keys as it were so anyway okay that, that's it from me for this uh, for gaming this week okay if we, if we put a close there should we go on to movies tv and streaming yep in quest of a better life Okay, so what we were talking about earlier with basically the heavens opening of joy and good to all who love Star Trek. Yes. The bombshell that dropped. Now, this weekend, it's been the convention at Las Vegas, mm-hmm. which is one of the biggest ones I think they have it all year round. Yeah. And they've had a lot of panels as usual to do with, with, um, with the Star Trek Discovery. We've had, a, we've had a few traders drop. All sorts of stuff's been going on. And then out of the blue, yesterday evening, Alex Kurtzman comes on stage. Now, if you don't know who he is, he was involved with Star Trek 2009, In the Darkness. He's been involved with Discovery. Um, he's been behind J.J. Abrams for a lot of shows. Fringe he was involved in. Uh, Hawaii Five-0, Mission Impossible 3, loads of stuff. So he came on stage and... He said, well, I've got some announcements to make, but I don't think I'm the right person to say it. Mm. So in the background there, you've got the next generation bay doors that open up. And they opened up and out walked Patrick Stewart to one horrendous, amazing cheer. And he come on and just suddenly said that I've started to watch the show again. Um, just been sort of getting some ideas of how this is going to go. And just suddenly dropped into his conversation that, I'm coming back in a new Star Trek TV show as Jean-Luc Picard. And if you, if you seen the video to this, you need to go and check this out. Yes. Oh my God. He, I think the roof was lifted off this building in Las Vegas. It was incredible. And I think there's been, as I said, we knew there was rumors tickling around for this, but it's, you know, rumors are rumors and we've seen this sort of thing over the years, but wow, 16 years after the announcement of, of, of the, you know, from the last show to this one, Mm. Uh, what's your thoughts on it? Because I'm, I can't wait. I'm, I've really needed more Star Trek. Yeah, me. I mean, yeah, we we need more Star Trek. My understanding is that it might not be the Jean Luc Picard that we're used to, and he might not be the captain anymore. Well, if it's going to be so many years after, yeah, twenty years but plus it, it, or whatever it's going to be, he'd have to be an admiral by then, wouldn't yeah. he? Yeah, well, exactly. if he's even I mean, working the same way, the same way that when Kirk. Came out of it, came out of being captain, didn't he? And he pushing the pen like most do. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Um, we know he's he's always wanted to have children. He never married. Yeah. Um, who knows where what path they lead? But well, we know where he's, he'll he'll end up. You know, being um, stepfather to Wesley, won't he? <laughs> <laughs> did you see? Did you see Will Wheaton's tweet on Twitter that I posted? No, I didn't. I missed that. It, it said, oh, my God, 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 oh, my God. It was like forever. <laughs> but, I mean, whether or not this will will open the door for some other, other characters, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, let's face it. Well, you could even have Brent Spiner on, couldn't you, as B4? Yeah. Because he wouldn't be his data, that's for sure. Well, no, because... He didn't. Died. He, well, yeah, the one that was the, the one that was left over from uh, the movies was before. So, yeah, but you can't. I don't think you can have him unless you're going to really make the makeup because androids don't age. 
Well, actually, if you watch uh, Star Trek The Next Generation, it actually does say that because they, they got around that because Brent Spiner was aging and they said that he, you know, th- there was a one line in either one of the movies or one of the shows that said that he do- is he is aging in terms of you know like artificially. Mm. Um, but they were always trying to explain stuff. In <laughs> yeah, the show, well, you're trying they? to get like, like, like they explained um, why you know Klingons had flat heads on the original series. Oh, it's it's, it's like Doctor Who or any other TV show. They got they got to try and get around some of this some of this stuff they put in there, not realizing that you know. Oh dear! Yeah. What we, how are we going to get around this one? You know, but yeah. I, I think it, it's it, it's great that we're going to see another show. I'm assuming this is going to work the same way Discovery does. Uh, maybe not because it might be a mini series. That's one of the other things that I've heard on the grapevine as well. So mm. it might not be a fully fledged show. It might just be two or three like feature length episodes. Yeah, but I say nothing's been really given in, in. It's not in black and white yet, anyway. So this is all hearsay. But we'll we'll wait and see. I mean, I, it'd be great. I mean, with the new sh- the new Discovery show starting in January, I think. Yeah. So I think I I've got a theory actually. I reckon it'll be he'll be the admiral in charge of the um, replicators that will be making Starfleet uniforms because I think he'll turn around and say make it so. Oh, please. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm going to move on because that's dreadful. That is. <laughs> Stick to your Christmas card ones and your, and your crackers, all right? Jesus Christ. Oh, come I, on. I, you're, I, you're only jealous because you didn't think of that. No, I'm going to be. You're going to be telling your wife that later. I no, I'm not. not. No, I am not. <laughs> that is awful. Awful. Anyway, uh, we'll move swiftly on then. Um, I'll do the releases. Do you want to do the Blu ray? Yep. Okay. So, cinema releases from the 10th of August. We've got The Meg 2018, which we'll talk about in a minute. Unfriend, Unfriended, The Dark Web. We have The Darkest Minds, Beirut, Dog Days. I can only imagine The Domestics and Under the Tree. So, the only one I know is The Meg. Mm. Have you seen about that? No. It's about a giant shark. Oh, yes. Yeah, like... And I don't care what you say, that could be fun. Mm. I think it could be quite interesting. Um, I know there's another Sharknado coming out. <laughs> but this looks a good bit of fun, actually. Just, just It's one of those films where you park your brain and enjoy the enjoy the, um, enjoy the the movie. Yeah, well, most shark brain, uh, movies are, aren't they, really? But I think, is this, um, I'm trying to remember, is this Dwayne Johnson that's in this, if I remember rightly? Am I wrong? Is it Jane, Dwayne Johnson or is it uh, Jason Statham? No, it's Jason Statham. Sorry, I think yeah. they're just as good as each other. Yeah, so, yeah, it'd be interesting. Yeah, I didn't think it was a rock, but... No, uh... might as well be. <laughs> <laughs> so, anything tickles your fancy in the old Blu-ray department? Oh, yes. Yes, there are a few. I can uh, see two at good least. Good movies. No, and there are several, actually. This week is actually quite a good week. So, from the August of 6th, um, it's a classic movie. But a Burt Lancaster one, The Birdman of Alcatraz, is released on Blu-ray. Yeah. Remember that. You're Um, a bit young for that one, aren't you, or not? I am a bit young for it, but I know that we have uh, listeners who are older than what I am. So You You mean mean me? me? Well, yeah. Ancient one. Yeah. (laughs) 
But, um, you know, I thought it might be one that, uh, you know, fans of Burt Lancaster might, mm-hmm. uh, might have. There is, uh, Death Wish, uh, 18 certificate uncut, uh, Blu-ray yeah. and DVD. This is a remake of the Charles Bronson movie, which is fantastic. Yeah. So what, the, rem- not- the remake is, or? No, the, the, the original is fantastic. The Charles wasn't, Bronson. Wasn't this Death Wish the one with Bruce Willis? This is, yes. This yeah. is the remake of, of the, of the Charles Bronson movie. Yeah. Which has even got, it's got a very young um, certain actor that was in an Independence Day and um, Jurassic Park. And he is skinny as hell in that. Oh, Sam Jones. Uh, not, um, not no, Sam Jones. no, 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 no. Who am I thinking of? Come on. He did the but fly as well. Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Mm. He plays one of the punk kids that um, gets involved with raping his, um, his, his wife. When they break into the house. I must admit, I didn't know that. But to be honest, I was never really much of a fan of um, the Death Wish movies, to be honest. It's very gritty. Yeah. And it's just, for the time time that it was out, um, very much the way society was then and the idea of it. But uh, really good film. Yeah. I thoroughly recommend the original. I will see see this version, but um, I will always say that the first, the original is the best, but you know. Yeah. Um, next one is Flesh and Blood, mm-hmm. which is a Blu-ray um, release for the old Rutger Hauer movie, if you remember that one. I don't, actually. It's all, um, you know, like knights and whatever, and um, Rutger Hauer's sort of like a hired hand who's got his own um, entourage, and mm. he, he makes himself the lord of... Uh, this castle by going in, invading and killing it. There's lots of violence, not lots of sex, lots of nudity in this film, uh, for what I remember of it. But yeah. uh, it was quite a good story as well. Uh, another one is Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex. Mm-hmm. So anybody who likes uh, those ones, that's uh, out as well. We've got Predator 4K. That I'm interested in. And the Predator Trilogy 4K as well. No, just the first film. I think, to be honest. <laughs> and also, the one that I think we're both going to probably be get going down to the store tomorrow and buying is Ready Player One on Blu-ray, 3D Blu-ray and 4K Blu-ray and DVD. Yes, very much interesting. I do love this movie and it's going to have a few more replays for me just to spot all those bits in the movie I missed the first time around, I think. I think that you'll be there for years doing that, to be honest. We hid so much in there. <laughs> yeah. Um, there is also the Death of Superman Blu-ray and DVD, which I think is the uh, sort of like cartoon version of uh, the comic strip. Okay. You know, that uh, shows us Death of Superman. And uh, thinking uh, back to, you know, the old style Hulk, there is also the Death of the Incredible Hulk as well on DVD has been the, re-released again. Is that the live action one? Yeah, that's a live yeah. action one. That's okay. not the, yeah, it's not the, you know, the Marvel sort of no. orientation version of it. No, it's Bill Bixby version. Bill Bixby <laughs> version, yeah. And also, the, now this is one, I'm putting this in because it's a bit of a rom-com that you're probably quite, you know, um, it might be all right to watch with the wife. The Truth About Cats and Dogs, which is an Uma Thurman um comedy and i'm trying she, to remember what this one is actually she's the friend of of uh 
a, like a small, more dumpy woman who um, meets someone online or something, and uh, she's given this. She's given a friend's like photograph over, mm. and then what he ends up wanting to meet her, and she tags along as her friend, as it were. Okay. And you know, and it's just like a, a romance story about that, but it's it's quite a good comedy because um, obviously her friend who is pretending to be her also falls for the guy as well. So it's got this. Yeah, Jamie Foxx is in it as well. Yeah. Just going through the cast list. Yeah, actually, I do. I have, I have a bit of a soft spot for Uma Thurman, to be honest. Yeah, well, I know you do, so that's why I thought yeah, I'd point yeah. it out as well because I thought it'd be one that you'd want to watch. Because I like the superhero one that she, she did. Yes, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> Throwing a shark in someone's lounge isn't easy, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, I might be. Yeah, I keep an eye out for that um, on some other avenue to pick it up. Yep. Okay, cinema charts. Now this is interesting. It is. So now, because you've got them so small, I have to move closer. Okay. So number five. Andre Rue's 2017. Which one's this? Is this a concert you've got here? Maastricht concert, yeah. Okay. So a lot of the cinemas nowadays are doing this cinema live thing where it's a live broadcast of an event like Andre Rue or um, like the one that I had tickets to go to, which he ended up not being able to go to. Mm. Um, You know, unusual. Yeah. It's unusual for that to be in the charts. It just goes to prove how much rubbish there is in the charts at the moment i think no no <laughs> because i mean else. i remember i remember there's there's some other bigger bands in, in the uk that have done this as well so yeah um, it's idea but it's not only bands it can be um oh yeah, you know, yeah. like swan lake or whatever it, there's all sorts of events that they're doing in cinemas now mm, yeah, and to yeah. be honest it makes sense really because it just means that these stage productions which cost an awful lot to get you know to do and they have a limited um seating capacity mm. so they're not going you know th- their return on investment is a lot lower than that what the film is i mean obviously the production value is not going to be as much as well but it it allows them to generate a lot more money yeah yeah absolutely you know and it's a good idea because it means that something you know you could be it could be a concert in germany and you're in america and you can watch it yeah 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 number so. four then is hotel transylvania three Okay. Incredibles 2 slips down to number three. Mamma Mia, here we go again. Oh, no, not as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> number two. And the number one movie, of course, is Tom Cruise, the Mission Impossible Fallout. Yeah. Now, I've got to ask you, have you seen James Corden skydiving with Tom Cruise? No, because as soon as I hear James Corden's voice, I find him immediately Please, annoying to no, destroy honestly, what he's on. <laughs> no, honestly, no, you'll be don't give him, give this a time of day because it is so funny. And, and unless he ends up splatting on the ground at the end, no, no, don't be such an arsehole. Honestly, it's really it is. Re- I know you don't like him, but I can't. No, seriously, I you know when there's some people who when you listen to them, you just cringe. And it, he's one of them now. I just really? really, really, I used to love him as Smithy in, um, you know, uh, Gavin and Stacey. Mm. I thought he was brilliant. But since he's gone over to America. I think he's done just, really well, to be honest, personally. Um, I think he's really made a, you know, a, a name from himself there and it's gone well. Do you know, do you know what? I'll, I'll be honest. I'm, I'm really pleased for him. 
that he's done it, but I just think he comes across as so arrogant. And I just, I really cannot stand him. Well, I, I think that's I how Americans are. He's, 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 uh, what's the word? He's, ba- he's, he, he's baying down to the, the American public and how they see their presenters. Yeah, well, they I don't think he should across. do that when he comes over here because he doesn't carry the same. Well, anyway, but anyway, not you then. Anyone else, check out his skydive with Tom Cruise. I love Tom Cruise. He's brilliant. He can't put a foot wrong for me. And getting him to go and do the skydive is absolutely hilarious. Well worth a watch. Mm. Um, it's out there on on them um, forward. That's all right. It's out there in in Facebook or so wherever. Just Google it and you're bound to find it. Yeah, oh, I saw a clip of it because it mm. was you know it was on Facebook. But, but it, was for, it is um, it is for his uh, TV show that he does. It's it's about 15, 10 minutes long. It's quite a and Tom Cruise he, he he loves to join in in those sort. Of, you know he's he's such a lad that guy. Isn't he? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and also on this, you know, the Mission Impossible Fallout, because he does a lot of his own stunts. Yeah, yeah. There he, is one jump he, he where he himself. actually broke his leg. Yeah. Or broke his ankle, didn't he? Yeah. And he still carried on running after the jump. And even though when you actually look at a, a freeze frame of him landing on the side of this building, you can see his foot is at a completely unnatural angle. <laughs> but yet, because he, you know, because he had to have it in one take, he then ran on his leg. He's so such a perfectionist, that guy, isn't he? He is. But then again, you know, if someone turned around to you and said, right, you're going to go and get paid 28 million quid to do this movie, yeah. but you're going to break your leg and you have to run for like three steps on that leg, would you do it for twenty eight million? I think I probably would. Yeah. But no, I I, 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 have a man crash for Tom Cruise personally. If you know what I mean, he's great. I, I he doesn't put a foot wrong for me, mm. and I can't wait to see what they do for Top Gun. Evidently, female pilot. Who we'll is see it? Wait and see on that. Yeah. No, from what I've read, mm. um, evidently the the new Maverick is a female. Yeah. Well, we've had that a lot recently. But, yeah, uh, well, if, if you know, we'll we'll just be wiped out, you know, come uh, a couple yeah. of generations. As soon as uh, they identify how to impregnate women without the need for males, then I think that men <laughs> will go out the window. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, do you want to do the DVD charts? Yep, the DVD charts. So at number five, up from number 12, we've got Thor Ragnarok. Uh, number four, down from three, we've got Black Panther. Down from two to number three is The Greatest Showman. Down from number one is Tomb Raider at number two. And then at number one is Peter Rabbit, yeah. James Corden again. But that's He's for the everywhere. Ki- but that's for the kids. I think they all love that. So, you know. Yeah. Keeps them occupied. I'll probably watch it when it comes to Sky. I'll, I'll, I'll have a look at it see what it's all about, you know. Mm. But, uh, yeah. So, one there, um, The Greatest Showman. That's in your little list again. What are you... What are you like watching musicals, eh? Do you, do you know what? I, I normally don't like musicals as as well. <clears throat> Should we go straight on to that then? Seeing yeah, as yeah. you've done that segue. Yeah, no, go go, go ahead. Blow your I mean, own trumpet on this one because I'm not. I don't know. I'm, I'll tell. I'll tell you what. I think if you watch this, you would change your mind. Well, I will when it comes on Sky. I will have as, a look at it. I'll give especially it a, with some of the stuff that you you know, especially considering of your love for for uh, soundtracks for movies. Yeah, because. You know, I watched it last week and I talked about it last week. Yeah. I'm watching it again because, you know, I said to my wife, well, you know, I bought this. And she said, oh, well, can we watch it? I said, yeah, okay. And I put it on 
and I studied it more this time. Mm. And I also, we immediately watched the extras after it, so it went into how they created all of the songs. It's funny, that's not and the everything. sort of thing you normally do, is it? No, it's not. It's not. And this is telling you mm. something about this film, the fact that I have, it's a musical, I have watched it twice in two weeks, mm. and I've also watched the extras on this. Doesn't it tell you something that, about the quality of this film? Possibly, because I can't say yet. I can't give a give a I can't give a yeah or nay to it as yet. But um, and, yeah, and plus the fact it's Hugh Jackman, and you know, my version of your Tom Cruise crush is Hugh Jackman. <laughs> okay, then, yeah, it's fair enough. <laughs> you know, I, I I love Hugh Jackman. I think he's he's great in everything. He, I think he's a very much underrated actor. Mm. And you know, ranging from X Men to things like you know he's been in. I know it's not the greatest movie, but Australia, The Prestige, The Greatest Showman, Les Miserables. Come on, keep you going. It's one, it's one of my favourites. You've not even mentioned yet. Which one? Well, obviously, The Prestige is a brilliant, brilliant one. I recommend that highly if you've not seen it. Yeah. But also, I love Van Helsing. Oh yeah, Van Helsing. Yeah, it's a, I need to have that on 4K. Actually, I need a, I need to get a copy of that. But it's a, that's a, I just love that movie as well. Brilliant film. Yes. Yeah. You know. So, um, yeah, I've, I've watched it again, and the the music on it is just so. It, it's not the Mamma Mia sort of movie. No. For a, for a start off, let let's put it that way. And it's like it's quite it's quite modern music, and it it the the way that they do things in terms of it, you know, the the, the whole the music is perfectly formed to you know to the film. Mm. I mean, you know, the there are there are loads of songs that are on there. Zach Efron, he's absolutely superb in it. Uh, as well, you know, because it's you know he's the other big, the big star that's in there. Yeah. Um, just getting up a list of all of the uh, actual songs that are in in it. Mm. Um. So you know, the greatest showman, or the greatest show, which is the uh, the song that they start off with. Yeah. It, the way that 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 sort of like starts off is it's got this. Um, the the effect that it makes you immediately listen to this you you know because normally when you got musicals it's sort of like either like dancing queen or you know with mamma mia or it's um you know something like les miserables where it's quite operatic or mm. it's the time you know it's like you know um rocky horror show sort of music yeah this it starts off with you know like this whoa 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 and then there's a pause and no sound, and it immediately makes you watch it. Mm. And then it ha- goes on to Hugh Jackman, you know, their pose, you know, doing this like quite stylized sort of like dance pose, yeah. and then saying something very quiet, and then it does it again, and it, you know, it goes on to that, and then it just builds up and builds up until it starts going into the main, you know, the, the main song. But there are there are some fantastic songs in this. There's, there's one song that is just played as a song because the story is that he goes off, you know, he, he recruits this woman 
to um you know to to do a, a proper show because he's in in you know when when he's done all of the um you know this freaky show sort of thing because it's got like the bearded lady and the tattooed man and the yeah. wolf boy and all of that because he want he's yearning for acceptance from society he then goes into getting this like classic singer and she's she, the the woman who he recruits does the only real standalone singing as a song song in the whole movie which is never enough and she's got a fantastic voice mm. absolutely fantastic um but you know the, some of the other ones that are on there um you know like a million dreams which is Hugh Jackman uh singing which is really good um come alive which uh again Hugh Jackman singing um and the other side which is where him and Zac Efron start you know start building up their relationship in the movie mm. and it's about Hugh Jackman recruiting him to come in and join with him and then there's this one song that is really really powerful and when you watch the um the extras you'd you just get a whole new appreciation for this song because this is a song where it's it's called this is me and it's about um basically the these people who are considered freaks by society you know like the bearded woman and you know the tallest man wolf boy all that yeah um it's about their song when they, you know, they say this is me to everybody who's there because people are like looking at them funnily and stuff like that. And there's this one woman and, you know, she's an overweight woman, you know, and so probably, you know what it's like when you're overweight, you get ridiculed by people in society and everybody's always telling you about the fact that you shouldn't be overweight or whatever. Mm. And she's a woman who actually sings it in the movie. And he, um, the whole... Um, this is me song. You can tell when you watch the um, the extras and the movie that song really means something to her in the way that she's delivering it, and mm. it comes across in the movie. And I think that this is the thing about this film is the the whole thing. You know, the the two guys, and they're only young. They must be in like the late twenties, early thirties at the most, who have wrote the music for this. Mm. You know, they're so incredibly talented. And when you actually listen to them, you know, it shows you clips of them doing the the trials of the songs, you know, where it's like a concept. And they've hit it, you know, just absolutely perfectly. And that's translated straight on the screen. Yeah. And it's a fantastic thing to actually watch, especially if you watch the film and then you watch the extras and you go back and think, my God, that was really so close. Uh, you know, so, yeah, this is one of those films that I thought everybody's going on about this film as if it's so fantastic and, it, you know, it'll just, it's just a musical, mm. not bothered about it. And this is quite possibly my m movie of the year, to be honest, <laughs> so far. <laughs> okay. I am, I am really surprised. This is a movie that I bought so that because I thought it was something that my wife would like, and okay. I've ended up loving it. It's really, really weird. <laughs> and I can't quite explain it. So, yeah, so I've watched that again this week. Mm. Okay. Um, sorry about <coughs> gushing over it, but it is it's a all right. Movie. No, you can gush, gush over whatever you want, pal. Yeah. yeah. Um, shall I do my other ones, and then go on? Yeah. Cause you've only got one, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, go on. Uh, so the other thing that I've uh, been watching this week 
is going back to the 70s, flares in space, as it were. Mm. Um, I picked up Space 1999, the complete series on Blu-ray. Yeah, how are you finding that? Is it is it holding up? Because it's, it's, it's very ancient as in the style of sci-fi, isn't it? So the same way that UFO comes across... Um, it's not for every, it's not for everyone, but those that have watched it originally will probably get a lot of love from it still. Um, yeah, I mean it, it's it's actually quite funny, really, because in terms of it as a show, it's incredibly advanced and yet incredibly retro at the same time. Mm. If you know what I mean, because there's so many ideas in there that are really quite good. I mean, to be honest, to this day, when I look at Space 1999 and the Eagles. Yeah. And the way that Moonbase Alpha looked, to me, that was going to be our future if we'd have kept going to the moon. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. how how I think NASA would have looked in twenty, thirty years time if they'd have built it up. You know, and we'd have actually established a, a moon base. I think that that sort of stuff that's on there. But then the incredibly ludicrous idea that um, a magnetic explosion propels the moon, you know, a magnetic explosion from nuclear waste propels the moon through interstellar space at a speed fast enough to escape the pull of the sun and get to distant planets every week, mm. but yet slow enough to allow a conventional spacecraft to be able to fly faster than it and then catch back up with it before it gets out of range. <laughs> it just doesn't make sense at <laughs> all. So it, it's sort of like, you know, that, and that's kind of like the retro, not really bothering about the science. You know, we'll just say it's radiation and that'll do sort of thing. Mm. So, it, and, you know, things like the computer where there's one guy and it's it's sort of like lifted out of, well, I think actually this is probably where Galaxy Quest got the idea with Sigourney Weaver's part about Ask the Computer, and that was her job. Mm. There's like there's one guy who has to ask the computer things you know, on yeah, Space 1999, yeah. and it's just, so things like that, you, it's just, you know, if it was any more cheesy, I'd be having Jacob's Crackers with it. Oh, you would be, because it's very... Um... It's very, it's very Gorgonzola. <laughs> yeah, but I, I love, um, I, I love the uniforms for the time. You know, they're, they're very. I think they're quite reminiscent of the first next. Uh, sorry, the first Star Trek movie. Yeah, I know in terms of the sort that. of yeah. style. Yeah. You know, the, the similar <clears throat> kind <clears throat> of design. Um, and you know, I mean, it's all practical effects. There's no CGI because CGI didn't exist then. No. Um. And in that respect, considering this was a weekly TV series, I think they've done really well. So I'm, and I also have great love for this show because it was one that was you know, part of my staple diet of, um, you know, sci-fi when I was a kid. It was Space 1999, Star Trek, all of, you know, all of those sort of ones. Mm. So just re-looking at it in, you know, in HD as well which is great it's transfer okay is it yeah transfer is absolutely fine in in hd of you know no problem i mean obviously it's a four by three mm. rather than a, you know um yeah that's a shame for some of this stuff nine. you'd love to have it widescreen wouldn't you you would 
You would, but evidently one of the reasons why the next generation wasn't recast into widescreen is because nobody thought that they would ever use that, and so all of the, it cost too much money to remove things like people and you know the edges of sets and stuff like that mm. when they remastered uh, the next generation, which is a bit of a shame that they didn't do it really. Yeah, because otherwise you do it with your TV, you end up with a fat Picard. (laughs) 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 Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, no, I do do have fond memories of watching Space 1999. Yeah, well, and and this is what I love as well. Because I only paid £17 something for the complete series, Mm. so that's, you know, two series... Um, I'm going to take my DVD version to sex this week and I'll end up with about £1.50 profit <laughs> for what I paid for it. Yeah, <laughs> How often yeah. does that happen? <laughs> <laughs> so it's actually cost me less money to, you know, to upgrade the quality of a show that I already had. Yeah, I'm, I mean... I've now got my sights on UFO. <laughs> well, I've got the DVD box set of the UFO anyway. So I wouldn't mind having a transfer. Yeah, I've got the uh, UFO on DVD as well, but I, I would like it on Blu-ray. Yeah, yeah. You might as well have the best quality you can, because to be honest, on 4K TVs, DVDs look not very good. Dreadful, I think, is the word these days, isn't it? It is, yeah. It's, you know, when you think about how quality has gone from the days when we used to have vhs videos where the tape heads would be stretching and the film, you know, for the, the top, three inches of the screen would be like at 45 degrees yeah do you yeah. remember those days and then it, you'd get bits where you left it on pause for too long and it'd wipe the tape <laughs> oh the grainy picture the, the the wobbly wobbly um bits in it oh god yeah yeah people where don't, the tape had stretched and yeah. it was oh, people, go back up people don't realize what they're missing on vhs no you know I think I think they're lucky to get what they get nowadays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely, and especially when you look at 4K. My God, that looks amazing. Yeah, when you get a proper 4K movie. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, must admit, what I, when I watched the Justice League, that was um, in Sky's UHD. Mm-hmm. Still looked lovely. You must admit. Um, and I know Zack Snyder's had his problems with this movie. We've got we've got the hair lip with the moustache, which I didn't even notice to be honest. Any difference there? A good bit of CGI helps, I think, for Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, the story does jump around in places a little bit. There's bits missing, which I'm still hearing that they want to give us a, a director's cut at some point, which I would yeah. like to see. Um, and yeah. It, my my downer on that is is cyborg. He's not much really. Bit of a bit of a moper, I think, in this in his in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and on the Flash, I think my missus agree with me. She says that's not Barry Allen. <laughs> she said, I said to her, I said, she enjoyed it. I said, what, what was your thoughts? Um, she said, yeah, I'd rather have Barry Allen from the TV show. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I think he did all right, but it was a different Flash. But the, what you've got to remember, the difference between Marvel and DC mm. is that for Marvel, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and uh, Jessica Jones and Luke Cage and all of those ones are all in the same universe. Whereas when you come to DC, they're all separate universes. Yeah, I know. But 
Apart from that, I mean, he was all right. He's a, a, he sometimes a bit too comical because that was where the comedy came into play. Well, he was a comic relief for the show, wasn't the film, wasn't he? Yeah, but I do love the Flash as the Flash is, and you know, I I, I enjoyed it for for what the movie was. I I enjoyed it. I mean, Aquaman. I mean, he's getting his own movie soon. Yeah. Well, they all are, aren't they, supposedly? Well, we know Wonder Woman's got the 1984 movie, which is um, her next step. Batman mm. is a bit of a, a bit of a dark story. We don't know what's really happening with that yet. It's um, I'd heard there was going to be another one. Yeah, but we, we've not got a lot of details on that at the moment. Well, to be honest, I'm wondering whether or not he will actually continue in that role, to be honest, because... I think I think it's between him and um, Lo- the guy who plays Loki, you know, Higgleston, Tom Higgleston, oh, about Higgleston, being yeah. about being Bond next. Yeah, I think it. I think that if you if you had to do any guess any things, I think it's going to be between those two. Mm, yeah, to be honest, yeah. um, and I'm now starting to feel it's probably going to be. Uh, Superman, who's going to be doing it? What's his Henry, name? Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think he's going to be uh, doing it rather than mm. you know. But although Higgleston's actually been in talks with um, you know the uh, Eon Productions, hasn't he? Yeah, Eon. Yeah. But yeah, but overall, I, I, tell, I love this. I think there's quite a few people that do like this movie. There's a lot of people that give it a bit of hate. But it's great. It's great to see, and um, I, I loved every minute of it. Time flew by with this film so quickly. I can't believe it. Mm. Which doesn't sometimes, you know, you get a movie which seems to drag its heels. Uh, but yeah, I, I like, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Superman, I think, could have come in a bit earlier, but I saw how the way that was going to work, and I probably guessed that anyway on how he would come into the, come into play. And I just love. There's one line there where where Superman's come back to life, and he's trying to have his thoughts. Well, the four of them there are sort of having a bit of a battle with him. Mm-hmm. And the Flash says it's Pet Cemetery all over again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that did make me laugh. I do, that was a classic line that I loved it. Um, there were not, some good lines uh, in it, to be fair. Yeah, and if you're not, if you don't know what I'm on about, Pet Cemetery is a Stephen King movie where they, 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 their dead cat dies, and they bring the cat back to life in the cemetery, and they do the same to their little kid, and he comes back as evil. So that's the the way this was going. <laughs> but um, yeah. I actually wouldn't mind owning this film, actually, as well, to be honest. I have to admit, I do own it, but I only bought it on normal Blu-ray. I didn't get it 4K. Because I think I'd like to have Batman vs Superman as well, because I put these two together as one film, to be honest. Yeah, sort of like part two. Yeah, mm. yeah, and uh, I say Gabriel Darch is great. I, I just, that, that the scenes going back to Amazonians when um, when that when that dude took the first box, I, that was all great, you know. Mm. Very very well done. There's lots of CGI in there, but um, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. And it's now to watch on Sky in UHD, so if you got that, you can go and download it and watch it to your heart's content. As long as you've got Sky Q. Yeah, Sky Q, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, swiftly moving on, because I'm getting really hungry here. Uh, do you want to have a quick talk about your scuff grips at all? Do you want to mention that more? Well, we've missed out a movie. Did we? What was that? The Giver. Go on then. I watched this on um, on Netflix. Yeah. And uh, basically, 
it's quite a good um, like future dystopian sci-fi uh, following the ruin of society uh, following an event called the ruin society is organized into different communities and all memories of the past are held by one person who's known as a receiver of memory um, he advises the chief elders and other elders of the community um, to ensure that you know what happened in the past doesn't happen again Jonas who's a 16 year old boy um who is very anxious like everybody else to know what he's going to be doing when he grows older um is basically assigned to become the next keeper of memory which means that he has to live through all of these different memories mm. um which uh you know good things like you know becoming a parent you know the birth of a child um you know enjoying a going down a slide you know down on a sledge you know down a hill you know, snow-covered hill or whatever, to seeing your best friend being shot in the middle of a jungle in a war. Mm. Um, you know, and also killing animals and destroying the planet and that sort of thing. So it's got quite a strong message to give, as this movie. Yeah. Um, and that's basically where, um, receiving all of these memories, he realises that there is something the matter with society and that they've that as people that they've lost something and that's where... You know, like the story progresses. Mm. Uh, I think I, re- I remember the actual. I remember when this was actually come when this came out because I was watching um, might be the top ten twenty on Sky, and they were talking to Jeff Bridges over it and Meryl Streep. Yeah. So I do. This is very much a teenagers' movie, isn't it? Do you think? No, I don't think so. To be quite honest, no? I I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I mean, as you said, it's got Jeff Bridges. He's the giver, so he was the keeper of memory, and he's now giving mm. the memories to. Uh, Jonas and yeah. Meryl Streep is the chief elder. Yeah. Um. And what's really good about this film is the film starts in black and white, very much like society. You know, so there's no you don't use the word love. You explain what how you feel. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And as this as Jonas receives more memories, color is slowly introduced into. Oh, okay. Uh, the scenes where he's in yeah. until eventually it's full color so that you know basically he's back to being a full, you know a normal human so much like other films like equilibrium emotions are controlled by people have a daily injection yeah for example um and i just thought it was such a lovely way of doing it is you know if the the first bit of color you get is this red and it rep you know the red is brought in because he gets some vision because of something red that happens in that vision and you know then he starts seeing red and color slowly comes in in this way really really well done does, is uh, it, i is thought it, do you think does it put off the movie at all in any shape or form for having that black and white in it no because that, that is part of the story right you know because that that shows you where he is so it's like, you know, you know where he's like, he hasn't got a complete picture because not everything is in colour. But Yeah, because you're, you're talking, I think, the first 23 minutes of that film in colour by looks a bit from what I can gather. Yeah, uh, in black and white. Black and white, sorry, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, it's a long time in black and white. It's It was, because at first I thought, have I, have I got the right movie? Have I clicked on a wrong link? Is, you know, have I clicked on an alternate version? Is, mm. is there something about with my monitor? You know, <laughs> and I thought no, because the the, the Netflix uh, thing's still red, so I can't see what you know. There's nothing about with my monitor. No, I'll, have to, I'll have to look at Netflix and put this on my list to watch. Yeah, I I enjoyed it to be Actually, honest. What I'm going to do is I'm going to do that as we speak. So I've got the app open here. Here we go. 
There is a... Nothing like live radio, folks. Add to my, add to my <laughs> list. There you go. Done and dusted. Okay, yeah, well, brilliant. I hope you enjoy that. Let us know what you think. Well, yeah, uh, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did want to just touch on one thing, because I have been speaking to the people who've been arranging the Comic Con yes, event in Scotland. Scotland. Mm. And they have asked if we just, you know, give it a bit of a mention in terms of what's going on. So, um, basically, uh, in Scotland on the... 10th and 11th of November, if I remember the date rightly. Yeah, I think that's right, yeah. You got yeah, it right. um, there is a Comic-Con uh, event in Edinburgh at the International Conference Centre. Um, there are uh, going to be guests, and for people of our age, it's all 80s focused. So there is going to be David Hasselhoff and Kiss, uh, Kiss, Kit. <laughs> I love the Hoff, so I'm really <laughs> no, quite looking forward I, I, to that. I would hopefully, yeah. He's he's so cool. I do like him. Yeah, um, Dirt Benedict from the Air Team and Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, uh, more Battlestar Galactica Numenai because there's uh, Jack uh, Strofer and Herbert Jefferson Junior. Uh, obviously, Herbert Jefferson Junior is the um, one who played Boomer on the original. Yes. We've got. Um, Book Rogers in the twenty fifth century, the TV program from the seventies and eighties. Gil Gerard is on there. We've got Doctor Who from Sylvester McCoy and Sophie Aldrin. Uh, so that's the Doctor and Ace, if you remember those. Mm-hmm. Ghostbusters has got some good people as well. Ray Parker Jr. Who are you gonna is going to be there. <laughs> Who are you going to call? Well, obviously Ray Parker Jr. These people did. Uh, Ernie Hudson, who was the black guy, you know, in the uh, the crew. Yeah. And if you remember the. Um, ginger-haired sort of like you know council person or you know city council person uh, William Atherton is going to be there as well there is going to be uh, Mike Quinn um, there who played Nien Nub from Star Wars yep um, so that was from the Return of the Jedi and uh, The Force Awakens there is going to be Zach Gallagher and Gizmo I know him yeah yeah from, from, from Gremlins yep what I really want to meet, Sam Jones, as in Flash, Flash. Because <laughs> he was because he was in Ted. Do you remember that? <laughs> he was indeed. That yeah, was so funny that <laughs> he was. Um, our Hulk, you know the the person yeah. who we really think of, Hulk, Lurie Faringo. Yeah, Faringo. He's Faringo. He's going to be uh, there as well. Uh, Brett the Hitman Hart is going to be there. Um, he's uh, revered and described as the excellence of execution evidently mm-hmm. i can't remember him to be honest he's another one a great uh show back in the day uh rex smith from street hawk remember that one no i don't actually yeah uh well street hawk was it was like the night rider of motor not, not the airwolf of motor motorbikes okay yeah sort of like a motorbike version of night rider or um or airwolf yeah. Um, so he was a guy who uh, was uh, the main star on that. Um, and then there's going to be a snooker special as well. So there's going to be Willie Thorne and Dennis <laughs> Taylor as well. What are they to do with eh? <laughs> I have Come no on. idea, but they're going to be there. Maybe yeah, yeah, you'll have um, Snooper, Snoop be singing Snooker Loopy next. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's uh, Des O'Gorman, who's going to be the stage host uh, as well, if you've uh, ever heard of him. He's... Uh, Mega nerd, comedian, actor, and uh, singer, evidently. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be hosting that uh, as well. So 
and hopefully we'll be there. Yes, any luck. With any luck. So uh, anybody who's going, you know, you'll have to give us a tap up when we actually uh, get there, but we'll confirm whether or not we're going later on. But uh, yeah, so I'm quite looking forward to that as an mm. event, I think. Because um, I've actually got a prototype for a pop culture gamers t-shirt ordered because i am going to insomnia 63 as well so yeah, you're so you aware you're of that to, you're gonna have to let me know so i can pick one up and actually have one for roaming around town in christchurch yeah yeah well might as well get advertising where we can exactly absolutely so yeah um quite looking forward to that hmm. anyway should we move on to tech talk Yes, please. I'm sweltering in this room at the moment. There's no window open. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> From the laboratories of... Off you go, then. Okay, so uh, not a lot to talk about tech-wise, to be honest, but um, really what I wanted to do was just let you know about the Scuff Gaming Xbox Elite Rubber Grips and Sticks. Uh, which is an upgrade for your Xbox One Elite controller. When it breaks. When it breaks, because, you know, especially in this weather with the heat, it's eventually that, that rubber's going to, or glue's going to uh, destabilize yeah. uh, and then no longer grip. So um, I picked one of these kits up. It was £23.99, which is quite expensive because it's, it's not a lot in the box, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of. When you consider that the alternative is to pay 120 quid for a new controller, <laughs> it makes it uh, suddenly quite valuable in terms of cost. Mm. Um, I am going to be putting on a YouTube video about showing the product and in terms of, you know, how um, to fit it as well and, you know, basically how it feels. It is a really, really simple process to do. Um Basically, the rubber grips that are on the outside edge, not the inside of your Elite controller, so the bits where your your fingers touch, but more the palm of your hand sort of bit, those bits are just literally clip on, and then you just get a prizing tool which comes with it. You prize it off, and then it comes with a couple of 3M strips of double-sided tape. You put one on each side, and then you just literally get the uh, scuff grip and clip it back on and then that's it it's done really really easy to do i think the the most nerve-wracking thing is is having that courage to go crack on your controller which is what i probably struggled with the first time because i was like doing it gingerly just trying to lift it off gently prize it yeah and then eventually i thought this is taking too long and i went crack and that was it. It just came off straight away. And then the second one, it probably took me about a tenth of the time it took me for the first. <laughs> um, because I thought, right, now I know how much... Because you know, you know when you've got something like that and you, you're doing any form of operation on it, you don't want to um, overly overly cook the books with it. Do you know what I mean? You don't want, no. you, you don't want to go too heavy-handed because if you break it, that's it. And that's what I, that's what I was sort of struggling with especially trying to do it on camera and ended up in the end, I took it off camera and did it because I thought I need to hold on to it and do the grip. I should have taken out the batteries out of my controller as well because the Xbox came on halfway through, uh, which was quite amusing. But um, yeah, it's all that you do. The the um, grips themselves that you put back on, they are like a polished rubber okay, uh, sort of feel. 
they feel quite natural and they've got the scuff logo you know pattern all over them mm. um as well so it it does actually feel like it's gripping in your hand um it is a very slightly different shape to the xbox one so to a point that you actually notice it because there are sort of like bumps that are designed to more fit to keep your hand a little bit stiller right very very subtle only like a couple of millimeters but enough for you to be able to notice a difference in the way that it feels in your hand and uh, you can get it with just the grips but i got it with um six different sticks as well so these come with the uh, this came with the um scuff uh replaceable sticks for the xbox one uh, elite controller because as you know you can lift that off it's magnetized and then you can just pop another one on mm. the top because i just felt my sticks were starting to fail a bit because of the amount of use that they've had a little bit worn just and to that, say that yeah yeah <clears throat> considering the hundreds and hundreds of hours that it had you know it's subjected to i'm not surprised but that's the whole point of these sticks is that you can get new ones and put on mm. um and this is one of the packs that you can do that with so um i tried those and this is what i don't understand and this is where i think it's probably a bad choice in terms of what they've done is they give you six sticks two you know two uh, three pairs at different lengths yeah so you get the very small the medium and the large now the medium is slightly larger mm. than the xbox medium which is what i use most of the time but what is really um stupid in my opinion is that they've given you one concave and one convex right so you got one domed and you know one pitted with a dent dent in yeah. it yeah yeah now personally i prefer the ones where you can you know, you put, you put your thumb in there and then it hugs around your thumb rather than you've got a dome that's under your thumb because because basically of the old PS3 days and the DualShock uh, 3 controller and mm. the fact that I, the amount of times I was playing a game and I would lose a life because my thumb slipped off the edge because there was nothing to, to grip onto. Yeah. However, what I will say is after a few hours of playtesting this, mm-hmm. your thumb doesn't actually move on it because although... It, the grip part of it is the scuff logo again your thumb doesn't actually move off there but what i've done and i think that this is what probably what a lot of people won't do is i've put the dome on my left thumb and the pit on my right thumb because most of the time when you look at where every time i've looked at you know the other people have used them they've always put the dome on the right thumb now to me that's that's the one where you need a bit more control is yeah. your right thumb because that's your look that you know or things like that but also that's the one where your thumb is actually leaving that uh stick and going to the buttons and then coming back whereas your left thumb tends not to move as much because you know you don't use a d-pad half as much on games and it's worked really well from you know from what i've done you know i get good control on it the the tall sticks feel very tall yeah. on there um but still nevertheless it's nice to have that option but what i'll do is um well what i've done is i've done the video so i'll show everybody you know i'll uh, put a link on um facebook and also on youtube so that uh, on them um, twitter so people can see it 
yeah uh, as well but uh it's a really really easy repair to your um elite controller yeah cool Oh, right. I, I mean, I'm okay with what I've got at the minute, how it works. You know, might change well, it at some point, but it, it does it does work with, with what I've used to cover the whole controller and the grip of that. That I, I'm just quite happy at the moment. Well, if you see this, you might actually change your mind, decide actually this might be something that you want to actually invest in. Because mm. I know it's quite expensive, but it does feel really nice actually. To be fair, yeah. Um, and the other thing as well is if you've got a chat pad, it doesn't interfere with that. Hmm. Okay. There was something missing. Debate time. We we were going to have a debate, debate but we're not now, are we? Because we're going to tidy up some 101s. Yes, because we did get five. So um, I've actually dug out, well, th- those ones that we missed last time, just basically because we didn't have enough time to do it all. Okay, do you want to read the first one out then, quickly? All right then, so uh, Tom Warren said he would like to put the gaming model uh, of focus on multiplayer into Room 101. He loves single-player stories and fear that in about another 20 years that the single-player story will be gone. Mm. I disagree. I disagree because multiplayer is still a major part of gaming. That's the whole idea of gaming in the first place with the days of having your LAN parties and everything else. Um, I love single player and I the idea of that, yep, I totally agree, but I think multiplayer has its place still. Do you do you think do you think that game producers are actually focusing that much on multiplayer and they're completely ignoring No, they did the a single one, player. We did have a few years where suddenly let every single player story that had a single player story, let's bolt multiplayer onto it and see if we can get some extra life out of it but that didn't always work well look at um tomb raider as an example no and bioshock as well it wasn't the best no it wasn't and they were basically great single player story games yes you got if you want multiplayer you've got you've got your call of duties haven't you you've got your destinies halos all these sort of games that are built on multiplayer in the first place that's what they're that's what they're there for well look at um actually now you brought it up Call of Duty. Call of Duty is not going to have a single player campaign this year. No, that'd be interesting to see how that pans out overall. Mm. But uh, you know, we'll have to wait and see how that, that works. I'm thinking that it's going to probably just it will stay as it is for now. They got the the zombie mode in there, which is basically going to be a, sort of a single player idea, I think. Yeah, I mean, I must admit, I quite like the zombie mode. And um, talking of Chris earlier on. Uh, obviously, Chris used to be the member of our fire team before mm. he went away and had a child. Well, not him literally, but his wife. Um, and you know, I uh, had a, a game on Call of Duty, or a few games on Call of Duty um, Infinite Zombie Mode. That was great fun because that was in a park, you yeah. know, like or a cinema sort of thing. Um, was it cinema or part? I can't remember, but you had to go around um, around this um, amusement park, mm. unlocking different areas, just like you do in all of the other ones. You always have to end up unlocking an area. Um, but God, it got really hard. By the time we were hitting like level ten or eleven, yeah, you know, all of us, even being you know experienced COD players, and when you actually look at 
um, you know, people like um, Chris, who's been playing it for hours and hours. Mm. Um, yeah, it's you know, it it does get incredibly hard very very quickly. So, and you know, I love that, but I'm not. I'm I'm with you. I think I don't think you can actually put on its own um sing uh, sorry, multiplayer into room 101 for the simple reason that actually our friendship grew out of multiplayer gaming through mm, exactly. destiny yeah um you know because uh yeah that you know that that was you know how we became the friends that, that we are and i think that is for a lot of people as well to be honest yeah, yeah, I think there's a lot of stories uh, out there. And what about all the couples who have actually met up and married? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, either virtually or in reality. Mm. You know, um, no, I, I, I don't think... I, I'm, I'm completely with Tom in terms of I don't want to get rid of single-player. I love single-player campaigns. Mm. I don't want... A forced multiplayer um, campaign, uh, so uh, game. I don't, I don't want it being forced on us, like you know the examples that we gave, like the Tomb Raider and whatever, mm. because they, they just didn't work. the The one that was so, sort of like forced into a franchise more than any other uh, that worked for me was the Assassin's Creed one. Yeah. Did you Did you play that one? I th- yes, I did. I did with with a certain person. I remember, Ollie. Yeah, I did. Yeah, and that, that used to be great fun, actually, from what I remember of it. But I think that's more to do with the nature of the game. Yeah, yeah, I, I had some good fun with that as well. Yeah, yeah, I did. So I think that there are good examples out there, but I don't want to see the end of games like God of War, the new God of War. Because that was such a brilliant game in terms of uh, what it was. Yeah, yeah. Because I've, I've been, I've, I've had some good time on multiplayer. I mean, not every game works. No. Um, there's a time then when it gets a bit quiet when you don't do any multiplayer at all, and you're thinking, oh, "Why have I got Xbox Live for?" Do you know what I mean? But no, basically, it, it's not going in 101 for me. Full stop. <laughs> No, I and I agree, but I'll tell you one thing as well. Single-player gaming definitely isn't going in Room 101 because we need that. We yeah. definitely need that more than any, anything else. That That is the core, that's the bread and butter part of gaming. Mm. That's what gaming is all about. That's how it started originally in the first place. We didn't have internet. We had single-player stuff. Yeah, if you wanted multiplayer, you sat next to somebody mm. that you knew. Yeah, Normally yeah. a dad who was useless at games. <laughs> <laughs> How things yeah. have changed because, you know, I think, um, you know, back in the day I used to remember my parents were so easy to beat on games and now when I look at Adam and he struggles so much to, you know, to just compete. I'm quite sure in another five years when he's, you know, 16, I'll be mm. thinking, oh my God, how am I going to wear, you know, <laughs> keep up the pretense that I'm actually a better gamer than him now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Alan Kalkran has asked us to put fanboys in room 101. Yeah. And that's everyone that's listening to this this right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know how you want to play that one. Well, I, I think that in terms of fanboys, I think that what he's referring to is the sort of people who have a very blinkered view. Close, it's closed-minded view, isn't it? 
yeah, it is. You know, the, the, those sort of ones that say that, you know, Nintendo's for kids. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That is, Nintendo is for kids, I tell you. Listen, listen to me. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, everyone's a fanboy of something. You can be a fanboy of Star Wars, can't you, Hayden? Do you know what yes, I mean? Yes, you can. Or Star Trek, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, it's um but I think but, I, I think what you would want to put in the room is some of the um stupidity and closed-mindedness of fanboys if you're going to put anything in there. Yeah. I mean yes, I I agree with you because I think that if we define this in terms of video gaming because I think that this is probably where he's coming from mm. more than anything else. Yeah. But in terms of the debates that we have seen and we have drawn and pulled our hair out of because of... Especially with Facebook as well over the years. Yes. About, you know, my, you know, PlayStation 4 is better than your Xbox and all of of this. It really, I am just so incredibly, incredibly tired of seeing it. And to be honest, I am so sick of seeing a lot of the time the same people coming out with the same old rubbish about, oh, the Xbox has no exclusives. Well, actually it does. And the PlayStation's losing exclusives in droves. So get with the program. We're gamers. Let's not be fanboyish about all of it because I'm just so sick of it. Mm. You know, yes, I'm starting from a position of luxury in the fact that I've got all formats. You know, I've got access to all formats and you've got access to most formats, yeah, yeah. That that that's a, it's a true comment. But to be honest, that's more to do with, you know, I've had to do without some games to be able to achieve that as mm. well, in terms of you know the bigger picture sort of thing. But also in terms of this delivery of this show, and to be honest, our both of our preferred consoles. I think it, nobody would in any way. Um, disagree if we turn around and said our preferred uh console is xbox and it has been all along because you play xbox most of the time and so do i yeah um just the way it's just the way it is to be honest yeah and to be honest you know even when the xbox one was the least powerful console i still preferred to play a game on the xbox one Mm. to the playstation because for a start off in my opinion, the controller is massively better on the Xbox and I don't have to sit there after an hour and then have a lead plugged into the console in order to charge the controller again. <laughs> so that and that, that's just reality. You know, it, it's the pra- practicality and also the comfort in terms of the way that the controller feels in your hand. You get somebody else who will completely disagree with me and that's fine, that's their opinion. But where it becomes a problem is where, and we we know who they are in terms of groups because you see them in the same in different groups, same people, mm. just posting that. You know, as soon as uh, somebody says something positive about one console, someone will post something negative about that console and boost up the other one. Why can't we just all be glad that? Well, actually, you know. A lot of the games are, are available on all formats anyway, yeah. so that doesn't matter. Xbox has got a load new coming. You know, 
even though there have been loads that have been disappearing off, you know, as exclusives off PlayStation, they've still got loads. Let's just all be happy that we got games and let's not be fanboys about it. Because mm. at the end of the day, I can tell you one thing right now, none of those mega corporations will give any, any care at all about what we say oh, as no, individuals. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, okay. That's the reality. But anyway. Know, what's your thoughts? No, I, I, as I said, it's just a closed-mindedness and stupidity of, of, of adults being being stupid. It's just children over minds bigger than your scenario. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's all yeah. I mean. That's all I want to throw in there, to be honest. I, I think, to be honest, a lot of it is sort of like people feeling threatened at their choice of purchase you you, is, is you, in, a, in a way that they're being tested and, you know, t- just, to me. It's your own justification. You, you pay for what you want to pay and what you, what you want to play. It doesn't matter how you play it. Yeah. And, and if you think you've made the wrong choice, don't take it out on other people because they've got what you want. Just sell what you've got and go and get some get well, the I don't other think, one I can. don't think they feel that I don't I don't think they feel that it's just that you, it's just some people I don't know anyway I want to move on from this because there's no point going any further no that's Told true because I'm going to pass out in a minute <laughs> John what's happening to us questions just move on you can start there okay so Mark says, if you were to develop your own game, what would it be and how would it make you lots of money, freemium or pay up front? Well, if I could turn back time, I think it would be something like Fortnite. Not that it's a game that you or I would ever play. Well, I have played it. I just yeah. don't particularly enjoy it. No. But it, to, to me, it's like a teenager sort of game. It is, but the amount of money that is now drilling out at the moment is That's incredible. Yeah. An absolute obscene amount of money and that'll have its time it'll fall down the wayside and something else will come and take its place but for the moment wow well to be honest i think it is on its way out to be fair because um my son's gone back to playing the games he used to and he's pretty he's not totally stopped Mm. but he certainly slowed down on them and he said actually fortnite is a bit boring because you end up just camping waiting for people to go past and start taking pot shots at them because nobody goes in that game like the terminator and if you do you last about 10 seconds Mm. yeah yeah you know so um if i was to develop my own game i think i would probably go for the world of warcraft sort of model or the Eve Online, because I think that the way that they've done it, and when you look at Eve, how many years has that been going? Yeah, but that's come, that's that's not as I think I think Diablo works better than that probably. Really? That's, yeah, that sort of game. Yeah, that's got that fan base is huge for that that game. Well, so is World of Warcraft. Yeah, well, they were played similar sort of There's there's a niche for every sort of game that's available. It depends how you pick and what you get to. You know, the luck of the draw, which comes out on top for a while. Yeah, I, I think what you want, because things like Fortnite are flashing the pans. What you want is something that's a real slow burner that just keeps going and going and going and it keeps earning a consistent amount of money. Look at Minecraft. How yeah. long has that been going on? Who seriously is still buying Minecraft? Who doesn't own that game now? <laughs> I don't understand why it's even in the charts. Why is it still being sold? Because surely everybody, they must have sold enough for everybody in this country mm. with the amount of years that that's been in the charts. Because yeah. it is years. You know, it it must have outstripped 
FIFA and all of those sort of games in terms of income. Oh, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, totally. So. Okay. Anyway, so the second question is, if you could erase a game from existence, what would it be and why? And that's a difficult question. What do you think? Hmm. Have you got one then? Uh, the r- game I would erase from existence would be Mass Effect Andromeda and why? So that Bioware would actually make a decent game that was in the Mass Effect universe. Mm. There you go. Because, uh, you know, at the end of the day, last last week we said that um, Mass Effect Andromeda was our biggest letdown. Well, yeah, I, I agree with you, to be honest with you. I'm trying to think of another game, though. But, yeah, it's it's one that should never never come to fruition. Yeah. Um, I'm struggling to think of another game, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you notice I didn't actually say Fallout 4. You leave Bethesda alone. No, I, but to, to be fair, mate, I, I do actually respect your love for that game. I, you know, I seriously do. I know you love that game. I just don't get anything out of it. No, it's but, just, it's, and it's I, but I, wouldn't, own, it? I wouldn't erase it from existence because I know that you love it. <laughs> I'd be, be giving you murder. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I'd erased it from existence, you wouldn't have known about it. No, no. No. I can't. I, I would probably. I'm going to stick with you on that one because it's not, the moment is I think I can think of. Okay. At the moment, um, okay, your turn. So Nikki asked two questions. First off, is what three things would you have done differently to make the Last Jedi better? It's only one thing. Don't film it. No, no, I I can think of three things. Well, I'll let you do off. that because honestly, I really, I really, you, you don't care because you're hot and sweaty and you. <laughs> no, I don't. Agree. I'm hung. Yeah, I don't. No, and I, I'm bored of Star Star Wars at the minute. That may sound really pig-headed at all at the minute, but I've had enough of Star Wars. We, we all have our loves. Yeah. At the, exactly. at the moment, your your attention is focused on Star Trek and pizza and pizza. <laughs> So I because I haven't eaten yet today, so I'm yeah. really hungry. Okay. Go on, carry on. Give well, us your, give us your views. Uh, first off, I would have uh, had someone else other than Ryan Johnson um, involved in the project, and that means basically a completely rewriting it. Mm-hmm. B, um, you know, with people who actually care about the Star Wars universe, care about the fans, care about the continuity, and care about the overarching story arc. So that's the first thing. Secondly, is get rid of Kathleen Kennedy, full stop, from the whole area so she doesn't interfere with it. And thirdly, is uh, to make sure that anybody who suggests doing anything social justice warrior-ish in Star Wars, or has the stupid humour that they put in that film, is put against a wall and shot. There you go. There's the three things. Dead easy. And then you would have had a good Star Wars film. I like, film because I like it would Kathleen have been... Kennedy. That's all I'm going to say. So I'm, I, that's about yeah, well, I, I, I do think, because to be honest, she's in charge of LucasArts. She's, I, I think she's looking at bottom line. I don't think that she's looking at preserving that as a legacy and that's what she should be doing i think i think that she should have a very clear plan over where all of this is going and to me i mean we've gone we've gone over this so many times but ryan johnson just made decisions to go in the opposite way that what everybody thought because he wanted to do that i don't think that there's any plan for star wars 
And this is what I get. I don't get because when you look at Marvel, which is still owned by Disney, that is a cohesive universe. Star Wars is falling apart. Mm. And it needs to be done. You know, and I know this is coming across as a bit, you know, a bit arsy right. in terms of them. But seriously, the, the, the thing that Star Wars needs is people who care about it they care about the fans they care about the legacy they care about the fact that there are people who have been supporting this for 41 years Mm. and they want to see what they want to see but they also want to be able to take the kids to it so that their kids can enjoy it in the same way and that is what is important that is what star wars is all about now all of this, you know, the, the things that are saying, well, when it was the Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, you didn't know the Emperor's history. Yeah, that was because it was the original trilogy, which then was followed by the prequels. Granted, we didn't know the prequels were going to be there then, but we, we always knew that there was going to be an episode one when it Star Wars was renamed Episode 4 A New Hope. Mm. So the fact is, it's a different beast from the 1970s and 80s to now and now we expect to know who snoke is where he came from what he was about all of those sort of questions which ryan johnson steamrolled over all the things that we were built up to care about from jj abrams and Mm. that's that's the only truth it needs to have the respect to the fans okay so there you go (laughs) okay well his second question okay is um I'm trying to work this one out of my head, actually. But why are movie companies filming in 2K mostly, but we're filming in 4 and 8K in the late 90s and early 2000s? They weren't. They, they weren't. You've got, to be honest, Nikki, here, this is a misunderstanding in terms of the technology. The reason why they're filming in 2K, I don't think that they are now. I think they're actually filming in 4K. I think that there's been a slow move over over the years. But in terms of the technology used in the early 90s and before, the two, even 2000 and before, is the fact that you were shooting on 35mm or 70mm film. The transfer rate for a 35mm film is equivalent to 6K. And for a 70mm film is 12k so that's why it's because it was an analog technology which digital technology can produce at a higher rate because of the scanning process which is not the same as shooting it now on equipment that is only at a set um image density and that's why yeah, but look at look at look at them being filming in 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 IMAX as well. Some of these films. Well, IMAX. They, they reckon that IMAX is four K, but it's not. It's actually an overlap two K. Mm. So you're not actually getting higher quality image from that because the way it's projected, it's actually projected with two projectors as well. And, and also overlap. because it's all about the bigger screen for what IMAX is anyway. That that, what, that image yeah. you're getting. Yeah, but it, it's not it's a, a prop. It's not a 4K image that you're getting. You're getting 2K on IMAX. Yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, um, I can't remember what it, which movie it was, but films have only just started being uh, recorded in night 8K now. I think that it might have been Solo or one of those ones that was the first one to be actually filmed. They're always, they're always doing that further than we're going to see it anyway. Yeah, because they've got to have that future proofing. But in terms of digital technology, digital technology is different to analog. So they can rip us off when we buy the um, different versions over the years. You know that. 
It, well, it's not only that, because in terms of the way that CDs work, for example, CDs, basically the reason why it doesn't sound like as a fuller sound is because mm. uh, CDs record all sounds between certain frequencies, whereas the analog technology in a vinyl record is recording all frequencies that that needle can pick up. And that's why a vinyl record always sounds better when it's a crystal clear, you know, brand new record. But it always sounds better than a CD does because it's got that fuller sound. It's got that stuff that we don't consciously pick up on, but our brain still interprets. Although even some older albums still sound as good as they do now. I mean, I like, I like, I don't, if I want to listen to digital, I will listen to it digital if i want to listen to a vinyl with a bit of a pop and a crackle in it it's fine by me yeah but that's for the older ones isn't it yeah well even you know, even some even albums now still have a bit of a they're not perfect in any shape or form because of the way vinyls press these days and the masters yeah you know you get you do get the pop and crackle occasionally on on the old place but uh there you go hmm. so justin lee could you easily revert back to one machine or console for gaming and do you think owning multiple machines makes you less focused on getting through games? I think I can probably agree with him here in a minute. Apart from the very occasional PlayStation exclusive, I mainly use my Pro for Destiny. Everything else is multi-format on Xbox, and it's got me thinking, do I want to keep my multi-consoles full of games for multiple subscriptions of a year after year and probably get a chance to never finish things one things on one? You know, so... I can see where it's coming from. Yeah. But is it an occasional game like The Last of Us you'd never get to play? Do you yeah. know what I mean? Which is fantastic. Yes. Um, I mean, in terms of it, I, I probably could, but not doing this podcast. No. Because th- think... be, then it'd be an Xbox podcast. Yes. And then or you're a limited. PC podcast, one or the other. But, it, I mean, you know, I mean, obviously you've done a podcast with one format before yeah um and I, I think that at times that made it more difficult for you to relate to some of the stuff that we were talking about yeah absolutely because you you couldn't experience that no you know the the things like uncharted and why we'd be gushing over you know extreme mountain climbing simulator sorry uncharted in that way <laughs> is you know it, it was a bit probably beyond you at times just because you, you couldn't play it um Whereas I think if we weren't doing this, it would be relatively easy to do that because you would mm. choose which one had the the titles that you want and then you would just stick with it. I mean, to be honest, I'm not bothered about missing The Last of Us 2. I'll play it, but I, I didn't really get much out of The Last of Us, let alone The Last of Us 2. Um, Uncharted, once you've played one, they're all pretty much the same. It's It's the story on Uncharted that what's make it different. Yeah, but it's not just those sort of games. I mean, I know you don't play that, but Persona 5 is a fantastic game and my game of the year last year. Yes, that's and, true. And I will go back and play that game again. Well, I've already started the next next playing it for a second time. Mm. You know, it's a it's a superb game and anyone that hasn't got a PlayStation, it's saying it's horses for courses what type of game, but I think that's one of the best games on the PlayStation personally. Where's Personally, I think one of the games I've enjoyed the most on the PlayStation, or the two games I've enjoyed most on the PlayStation recently, have been God and War. Of God of War, the new one, and mm. uh, Detroit Become Human. 
Yeah, that's a good game. Um, yeah, I got Karen with that one. Yeah. Yeah. So I, th- I, th- I think that you, yeah, you must complete that. But I, th- I think that there are games that if you don't have all the formats, you'll look and you think, I really wish I could play that game. Mm. But yeah, if you know, if you don't have the money or whatever, then you've just got to choose the one that you want. Yeah, absolutely. So. Okay. Anyway, last do you want to do you want to quickly do this last one? Yeah, so it's, it's more for you than me. Okay. Well, I don't know because it's not necessarily PSVR, is it? But uh, Gareth Cutcliffe has asked, I've been playing a great experience with uh, Polybius on the PSVR. What's the most trippy game you have ever played? So it doesn't necessarily need me to be uh, PSVR, does it? It's just a trippy game. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Any ideas? I tell you what, at the moment, I suppose... <laughs> We happy few. <laughs> why, why is that trippy? It's how it comes across. You're playing with, you're having to take these pills and those creepy policemen are very trippy indeed. Yeah. Can you come up with anything? Um, I think. If you, if you want to take, if you want to take some weed while you play any game, then then you're going to get that. Not, I'm not, I'm not saying you should do. <laughs> Yeah, we don't condone uh, taking Drug, uh, drugs. Drugs, no, not at all. Um, at all. But I don't know. I think that there are a few sort of um, psychedelic uh, kind of games that you can play. Do you buy um, like that at all? No. Um, maybe Bioshock Infinite. Yeah, there's some trippy bits in that, isn't there? Um, there's also trippy bits in Batman: Arkham Knight. And also in Far Cry. <laughs> yes, and in Far Cry. Uh, Lollipop Chainsaw as well. Yeah. Uh, that was one. But I think probably in terms of visually trippy sort of effect is Res. Yeah, yeah, you guys, that's spot on, yeah. That was an Unreal shooter. Now, that was very trippy in terms of the graphics. Mm. But there have also been some music, you know... Um, Rhythm action, as they are always called, but why they're not? Why they're called something different to Quick Time yeah. event games? I don't know. Um, but there's, there's been some that have had quite trippy effects on on those. So I think that there are a few examples of you know ones that give you that sort of you know you're on drugs kind of effect without being on drugs. Mm. Um, but I mean, obviously, in terms of Batman Arkham Knight and other Batman games is that there was bits where Batman was hallucinating, wasn't there? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and it's the same on Batman VR, actually, as well. There's a few trippy bits on that. Yeah, actually actually with um, with the, with the Scarecrow. Yes, yeah, <laughs> that's because what that, that's what mind. he does. Yeah. yeah, it was with the Scarecrow, you, you spot on there. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah there's, there's, a, there's a few. And evidently there's a game called LSD Dream Emulator as well. <laughs> okay. I have no idea what that's like, and to be honest, I don't really think I want to know. But evidently, that uh, that game does exist. Okay, I take you over it. Yeah, well, I'm just looking online to be honest, because putting trippy games to see if there was any other example. Why not? Exactly. Why not? I said, how else are you going to do it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think there's a, there's a few different examples that you can actually pick up on. Okay. Anyway, I think that's it now. Yep, we're there. Another show. Another one done and dusted. Indeed. So, my outro will be Twitter at Steve07. 
PSNID, the real Steve 007, Xbox Steve 007, and YouTube Steve 007 now at last. Email Steve 007 at popculturegames.co.uk. And yourself, Hayden? Um, my YouTube channel is, well, just search my name, Hayden Reese Jones. Uh, you can also get me on Twitter, PSN, Xbox Live, Steam, and everything else at HERJUK. Um, emails HERJUK at popculturegamers.co.uk. Or if you want to just email the podcast generally, then it's podcast at popculturegamers.co.uk. Don't forget our Facebook group, which is surprisingly enough popculturegamers.co.uk um, and also our website uh, as well popculturegamers.podbean.com and there we have it another show thank everyone for listening thank you very much and all I need to say is it's a good night from me and it's a good night from him too good night good night you are about to witness history in the making good night